Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And we just might have a title for Mission Impossible 7. Mission Impossible Skynet. (laughs) I hope that's it. That would be fun. It sounds like that's where it's headed. Yeah. Please elaborate. (laughs) Well, okay, maybe it's not headed that way. But it almost did. Yeah. Apparently Tom Cruise was reported to have bought two robots to patrol the set when they come back next week. Capable of COVID testing on the spot. Really? So, (laughs) this was an initial report by, you guessed it, The Sun. Oh, of course. (laughs) Uh, But I guess other sources have checked in and it seems it's not really accurate. Yeah. It's it's interesting that none of these sources talk to each other. (laughs) Well, they want the scoop, right? Yeah. But it's like one person who gives the story to someone is a completely different story than the other person who this other news outlet talks to. It's always weird to see how that ends up. Oh, there's a lot of people working on things. That's true. It's about perspective. Uh, Well, I was going to say networking. True, yeah. But, yeah, perspective. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe somebody does think that they're, it turns out they're not little, like they're just, it's a Roomba. He got yeah. a Roomba and somebody was like joking and was like, oh yeah, that's going to do COVID testing from now on. And someone was like, what? <laughs> and they took it as real and then reported that to the sun. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that probably does happen. <laughs> Gotta be careful with joking. You never know your audience. <laughs> but hey, I mean, we don't know. Maybe it is real. He's got that uh, Scientology money, you know? So they could have these super special advanced alien devices that we don't know about. Well, I mean, he probably wouldn't have had to pay for it then. True, true. But, like, I mean, Scientology developed him, you know Zenon what I mean? or whatever his name Z- is. Probably, Zenu or whatever, yeah. <laughs> probably, probably hand-delivered him. Yeah, that's true. Like, you're doing... My work. My work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to think of what that's like, called, uh, other than God. Yeah. <laughs> you're helping. You're really helping me out right now, yeah. so I'm going to give you these futuristic robots. <laughs> yeah. This one's called R2-D2. <laughs> And this, and this one's called C-3PO. Yep. <laughs> they can administer any COVID. They can conduct any COVID testing as needed. Of course. In trillions of languages. Yep. <laughs> With no problems whatsoever. <laughs> Completely painless. <laughs> I'm sure we are close to a day where that will be a thing, though. Yeah. I'm sure that there's robots that can do COVID testing. Can we just all agree that we as a society just want there to be some kind of a skynet yeah, apocalypse we're asking when for we it. keep fucking advancing shit we're ab- absolutely asking because apparently it. these things do exist that, yeah. that he supposedly had bought yeah definitely and they <laughs> they have done stuff to yeah. people yeah they've done some shit yeah <laughs> yeah it's getting scary how like advanced we're getting with some of the shit yeah that it's just gonna yeah, every sci-fi movie yeah, is going to become a fucking, like, a true story at some point. Yeah, exactly. At what point do, like, like direct care, direct patient care people become obsolete when you have, like, a robot that can do all of these, like, exams and tests and all that shit? Or, like, you just get in, like, a chamber, like, in the Alien movies, and it's just like, oh, you have this problem. Let me just fix that for yeah, you. Yeah, right, like, right here. Like, what the fuck? 
You'll be cured in a jiffy. Yeah. <laughs> Missing an arm? Yeah, we got that. We're fine. 3D print it for you. But like the, the hovering robot, like the scooper hand to like <laughs> take the child out of the yes. delivery. Gross. Let me just scoop this out of your vagina. Yep. Scoop. <laughs> hey, you saw Star Wars uh, episode three or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. You saw that. That happened. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if it's twins, it's two scoops of... Raisin and Bran. Ew. <laughs> That's what they should have called Luke and uh, Leia. Leia. They should have called and Raisin and Bran. Yeah. <laughs> Princess Raisin. George Lucas was an idiot. He could have had product placement and made way more money off that film. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> We're going to just have to change the names. People will get it. They'll understand these yeah, they'll, are. they'll get it. They'll, they know who these characters are. But we're going to, for purposes of product placement, we're going to change them. Yeah. All right. Well, until Skynet officially happens. Yeah. Let's talk about some other stuff that's going to come out. Yeah. Before that happens, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get everybody ready to watch something before they uh, have their ultimate apocalypse doomsday. Mm-hmm. Amazon Prime on, I guess what already happened as of today. Uh, a movie called Alone, which it seems to be some kind of a cat and mouse thriller with a woman kidnapped okay. uh, by some killer, and she escapes to the wilderness, battling the elements while he's chasing her down. Okay, so I read the description for this, and then I was like, okay, and I watched like a trailer, and I was like, what the fuck? So either I watched the wrong trailer, <laughs> or the trailer <laughs> is a complete... Completely different from this description. Well, okay, I, when I googled stuff about this, I did find other things with the same title yeah. from years ago. Okay, so it's possible one of those. I is could have been. Yeah, I felt like found. based on the description, there were too many people in the trailer. So that's probably my bad. Uh, something else coming out on the twenty second is uh, Flack season one is coming to Amazon Prime. Uh, I guess it previously existed on Pop TV, but they dropped the show and Amazon picked it up, and so now it's coming. To the pre-existing seasons coming back to be able to be viewed again. This is a show that Anna Paquin is in, and she's like a PR publicist person for celebrities and helps them get out of like scandals and other bullshit. So it seemed like kind of it might be kind of interesting. So she has like like a sarcastic sense of humor and shit. So I was like, yeah, I'm down. Mm-hmm. So it seems like it could be interesting. Plus, Pop TV has some pretty good gems yeah. from there. Shit's Creek for one. You think she's gonna have some kind of a plot line where she's dating? A werewolf and a vampire, and she has to choose which one she wants to be with. I don't think so. She's already done that, so. <laughs> or no, she did a vampire and a vampire. Yes. And then a werewolf and a vampire. Yeah. She's dabbled all over the place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it sounded like it could be interesting, so I'll be checking that one out. Okay. So it's, an entire season is dropped there? Yes. Or just episode one? Um, the, it's the whole season one. And then I guess season two, I think, was already in production or something like that whenever Pop TV dropped it. So yeah. I'm not sure like how it they're was doing. Hot. Yeah. They pop. pop blocked and dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> Beat me to it. <laughs> so you said that, I was like, wait, there's another one. <laughs> <laughs> pop tarts? Uh, no, no, no. That's not it. Yeah. <laughs> Disney Plus on the 22nd, WandaVision episode three. Yeah, I feel like Disney Plus is back to their old tricks of just a new episode of one show every week. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else I is mean, like... the, for at least the next four months, they're going to be like that, right? Yeah. They're, they have back-to-back shows. Yeah. 
that are going to just be, those are what they're crutching on in uh-huh. order to get viewers, right? Yeah, That's because what's gonna bring nobody's signing up for Disney Plus to see, like, the newest movie about lions, like... <laughs> Like, live action, nature, documentary yeah. type thing. Like, that's not why we sign up for Disney+. Plus. That could be part of their marketing. Is, yeah. Uh, we'd say we got plenty of fucking content to draw you in, but we'd be lying. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty good. Thanks. HBO Max has, on the 21st, Looney Tunes is getting a new batch of episodes. We watched part of this when it first came out. Yeah. On the service. Mm-hmm. Uh wasn't my thing. Yeah. Wasn't loony enough. Yeah. Or too enough. Or was enough. it too loony? <laughs> no, it wasn't loony enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> Animaniacs will uh, be the standard of loony for me. Right, right. Or wacky. Wacko. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or dot. Yeah. <laughs> What's the third guy? Yakko. Yakko. Yakko, wacko, yeah. and dot. That's right. Yeah. They should have made, um... Kellogg's Corn and Flakes. Okay. <laughs> She's going to keep going with that bit, huh? <laughs> they could do a whole product placement thing with it. <laughs> I'm just impressed I was able to think of a three-word yeah. <laughs> cereal so quickly. I know. Yeah, I don't know that. Although I, I guess it could have been Kellogg's Raisin Bran as well. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> guess if you add the brand, it makes it, it a makes lot it easier. It makes it a third word, yeah. <laughs> What is a cereal? Now you're trying to think of one that, without the brand, aren't you? Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Is that like a law that you can't have three <laughs> words in the name of a cereal? There's honey bunches of oats, but there's of in there, so. Mm, technicality. Do we count of? I don't know. I mean. It's like headlines, titles, right? You don't count those words yeah, as. Like, yeah. But if you're doing like an essay, it counts in the word count. So. Mm. <laughs> you know, I saw somebody do on uh, a fucking, like a Instagram post thing mm-hmm. to like cheat about having how how much word count they had what they put a bunch of like filler at the bottom uh-huh and then they changed the color to white and so it's invisible what but then it adds to the total count of the the essay interesting and i was like where where was this shit when i was 20 years ago like, yeah <laughs> trying to do essays the fuck is this Fucking life hacks right there. 15 years ago, whatever fucking age, I don't know. <laughs> this person's living in year, the year 3,020. <laughs> you know, I'm apparently living in 320. 19. Yeah, 1920. <laughs> also, this one you might be excited about, Netflix. <laughs> Speaking of being prehistoric. Yeah. <laughs> we have a Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 2 is dropping. I'm so surprised how quickly this came out. Same? We just... I feel like we just watched season one. Not that long ago. Uh, to I, be fair. Granted, it was 2020. Pandemic so times. So It was like January 1st. Yeah, divide by three, at carry the one, you know, never know. Pandemic times. Uh, on January 22nd, by the way. I don't think I said the day. That's when it drops. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about this one, yeah, actually. Yeah, same. I overall enjoyed this show. Yeah. I know it's more for kids, but here we are. Here we are. <laughs> they can't stop us. Yeah. <laughs> They have like reverse parental controls. They have robots showing up people's doors, <laughs> making sure they're not watching it. If they they're don't not be watching that, that's for kids. Yeah, <laughs> you watch it again. I'll give you the COVID test. Yeah. All right. Well, we do have a little bit of adjustments as far as schedules and just things not existing. Uh, Godzilla vs Kong is surprisingly getting an earlier release than we were given 
It's now going to be releasing on March 26th. HBO Max and in theaters. And this is moved from May 21st. So that's a two month difference, right? Yeah. Interesting. So I'm curious if this has anything to do with them adjusting other things. Yeah. Or does this have anything to do with the situation with Legendary? Yeah. Because I think this was also one of those films. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious if they're strategizing or made some kind of backdoor deal Mm -hmm. to fix problems. But as far as I'm aware, that whole legal thing is still happening. Right. But it does make one wonder if there's some kind of handshakes going on behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. They actually have a new teaser for this on HBO Max. Did you watch it? Because I didn't. Yeah, so there's a trailer (laughs) for like just all of the movies coming out. Basically a a real highlight reel of random stuff. There's a couple of new glances potentially. There's no context of what they are. Got it. But obviously this one is very apparent because they show Godzilla (laughs) and they show Kong. Hmm, I wonder what movie that is. Is this Dune? <laughs> gotcha. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. I'm really excited for this. So, yeah. I we watched the, was it the King of Monsters one mm-hmm. in theaters. It's the one with Eleven in it? The Yeah, and yeah. here's the problem. The one downside to this film is she actually is in this, and I think she's more of a lead role in this one. Oh, so that's a bummer so for So that's one downside for me. Yeah. But I'm also not there for the acting. I'm there for the goddamn... CGI monsters fucking shit up. Yeah, exactly. It's like nobody, most people don't go see a Transformers film for the plot. Um, they go for the plot. They don't go for the fucking writing. They okay, but they don't go for they go for the CGI rather than like the storytelling or whatever. Yeah, most people, okay. not just you, but most people are going for the action shots between okay. alien robots. All you right. know, as much as those movies fucking started falling flat yeah i will say dark of the moon yeah. when i thought bumblebee was gonna fucking die mm-hmm. fucking got me yeah fucking got me now i go and watch that and i go why the hell did i think he was gonna die <laughs> but at the time yeah that fucking got me sony slash marvel have pushed morbius back uh it was supposed to come out march 19th and they are changing that to october 8th of this year so bummer gotta have to wait a little bit longer for that Obviously, this is already a change from its previously expected release date, which was July of 2020, and the pandemic was like, no, thank you. So they had to say, never mind. <laughs> so that's bummer. I was excited for that one. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious too now, does this, should we expect Venom, Let There Be Carnage, to also be delayed then? Hmm, that's a good question. It's going to be a, a matter of whether or not they have any kind of connections mm-hmm. or plot devices that are going to affect each other. That's a good question. Because this was planned to release before Venom. Now it's going to be after based off this. I think what Venom is June 25th. So that's not that much after March. Right? It's a couple months. So unless they just change this because of their bets on theaters opening up. Mm -hmm. I don't see why they wouldn't be delaying Venom as well at a a later date. They probably just didn't want to put it all at once. Soften the blow piecewise instead of all of it. We'll see. Yeah. But I, I have to imagine those will have some kind of connection. Because they yeah. are clearly trying to build a yeah, you would think. Spider-Verse there, right? Absolutely. Uh, and then last on our schedule changes, uh, CW's Batwoman and Superman and Lois crossover. Oh, yay. That everybody was really fucking excited about. <laughs> uh, has now been canceled due to COVID concerns with the crews crossing paths and 
exposing each other during filming. Okay, that makes Which, sense. Which, yeah, but, like, isn't that the same logic with anything, then? Like, isn't the same logic, then, with the, the crew in itself, the people working together, going I... home, coming back, working together? Like, isn't it the same concept there? Yeah, you would think. So they're okay with doing individual shows, but not just just have one crew do the whole thing, then. I don't... Yeah, but it's probably, like, the cast as well. There's extra cast involved in having to share... Okay, I guess that makes more sense, the cast, you're right. Um, Like, the crew makes, like, you each, you have a, you can't probably, you probably can't share the crew unless you have only one of the crews involved in the filming of that one, and the other one is just like, we're not working for this one, but, I don't know. Anyway, I feel like no one's gonna care about this. Yeah, I I, I don't care either, I don't know why I'm trying to, like, argue why they could have done it. The only re- the only reason I can see of needing to do this is to try to garner interest in Superman and Lois by getting people that are watching Batwoman to see it. Because yeah, well, uh, what also is very odd is be- I think a part of it too, which they didn't say, but I'm sure this is a part of it, mm-hmm. is their whole setup mm-hmm. in the last crossover was Batwoman basically being like Batman from BVS, where he's you know, he doesn't trust Superman. Yeah, yeah. And so I think they were kind of setting that up with Batwoman and Superman and the CW stuff. True. Now, mm-hmm. now Ruby Rose is gone. Yeah. They've replaced her with a new character mm-hmm. as Batwoman. So, so that whole, that thing whole is plot like, is a little, it would be like kind of useless at that point. Yeah. It wouldn't even make any sense. Yeah, very true. So, oh well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's a thing. All right. Now on to our bigger story. Sources say, according to Deadline, that Chris Evans is returning as Captain America to the MCU. Okay. A.K.A. Steve Rogers. According to their source, I'm assuming someone close to the project. (laughs) Probably. uh, He will be appearing in at least one Marvel property with the door open to a second film. They added that it is likely to be more of a role similar to Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War and Homecoming than a Captain America installment in itself. I mean, yeah, of course. But okay, here's where I think there's some problems with this whole spew of information. It goes from saying a Marvel property and then goes into saying a film. So that tells me that right off the bat, if this was true, then he would be going into a show, not necessarily a film. Right. And that it would lead into a bigger crossover film. Mm-hmm. Right? That's true, yeah. But uh, Marvel has had no comment on the matter. However, Chris Evans on Twitter responded with, news to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like um, my expectation from this is it's going to be some kind of like, uh, he's going, like, yes, he and his character will be in something, but he as a person is will not be involved. It's going to be archive footage or recreated or whatever to be in flashbacks or whatever other kind of fucking bullshit, like, where there's a... It's possible that that's, that's what it would be. That's what I'm expecting. That's what we're getting, I believe, with Black Widow. Exactly. Uh, having Robert Downey Jr. as... Tony Stark, right? Yeah. We're getting something like that, but I don't think he did any new footage. Right. And so that's fully what I'm expecting. Because as soon as I saw this, I was like, there's no way. Because he's he says news to me, and if he didn't know... Well, I, but he could um, also just be playing coy, that's right? That's true. He could be playing dumb. Like Tatiana Maslany did. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, Marvel is very obviously... Over and over, they've just lied to our faces, that's right? That's true, yeah. Saying something's not a thing, and they're <laughs> announcing it a month later, yeah. right? They do that because... They want to build that hype. Yeah. So it's not 
off the table as a possibility. Yeah. I think it is going to happen at some point, mm-hmm. but right now it sounds way too soon unless their talks of this happening would be for two phases from now. Yeah. If he's going to return, it would need to be for the X-Men Fantastic Four run of Marvel movies, mm-hmm. not the Eternals yeah. and Shang-Chi. Like, it, right. not characters it makes... that are not as big right now. Yeah. You know, they will probably be big once they have their movies. Right. But right now, they're not really that big of a deal, and people aren't excited for them. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool is if they end up doing a peg, Peggy... Peggy... Carter. The, Peggy Carter. There you go. If they end up doing a Peggy Carter... You wanted Carter. to say Peggy Sue, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I was I wanted to say Peggy Rogers, but that makes no fucking sense. I mean, it kind of does, but not with respect to what we know already. So Peggy back ride. <laughs> I was thinking if they decide to go forward with some kind of movie where she's in it, and then we see Chris Evans in that, since he went back in time to be with her, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rather than being a main character, if he's just there as like whatever living that with her. That would be an, uh, a fun and logical way of doing it yeah obviously they've introduced time travel right yes they could easily bring him back at any point yeah but my only problem with like the idea is they did give him his mantle away right in endgame he's no longer labeled captain america right he's old as shit yeah he's not captain america now they've given it to falcon right yes which i think we're gonna see Mm -hmm. the progression of him getting that label over time in Mm -hmm. that show so that's where i think this will go is If he truly is coming back in some capacity, Mm -hmm. it's going to be on Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? That would be the most logical route. Definitely. And it would probably just be more of a cameo or a small background role, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, But the whole of him being old is the only thing that bothers me about this whole thing. Because that means he would have to be either old in whatever he does or he would have to be a different variation of the character. From a different multiverse. From a different multiverse. Yeah. And, like, don't even get me started with the whole... Yeah. How he is in their timeline at the end of Endgame... Yeah. When he goes into a different time, whatever, multiverse line, right? Yeah. It doesn't even make sense, in my opinion. But yeah. that's what they did. Yeah. So, that that that's a thing. How do you feel about the idea? Like, let's say he truly is coming back. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Are you excited about the idea that he's already coming back? It hasn't been that long. No. In fact, they've literally not had a movie. Yeah. Well, they've had one movie since Endgame, and yeah. it had nothing to do with Captain America, so right. of course he wouldn't be in it. There was the Spider-Man, right? Right. Far from home. So, I mean, I'd be fine with it, because I like him as the character, but it also feels like it's not something that they should do yet. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. If he would come back, I think it needs to be a while away. Yeah. You can negotiate and get it all done now, sure, whatever. But, like, he can't possibly be coming back in this phase, right? Because that would make no sense. It would have to be the next one. Like I said, X-Men, Fantastic Four would be the most logical characters for him to interact with at this point. Mm -hmm. We do have some news, I think, about the Secret Invasion, whatever, thingy. But that's another one I could see him coming back in. But then it being, like, a thing where it's not even him. It's a scroll impersonating him. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think would be the most logical route because he wouldn't have to be a big significant role. It'll get the it'll get the nostalgia and the people excited that he's back and then you can also give the twist of it's not even him, which would help fall in line with the storytelling of why he's How here he but he's there? not really here. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. 
Plus, Feige has said, I think, recently that they have their stuff planned out through 2026 to 27. Mm -hmm. So for the next six to seven years, they've already got what they're doing planned out. So unless he's already involved in whatever that plan is, it would have to be stuff after that. True. Yeah. I feel like... Not to say that they don't change things, but... I'm standing by my dis- my expectation that it's all going to be archive footage or previously filmed, whatever. I think that's how I think this is going to play out. But you know what? Prove me wrong. I'm okay with it. Either way. I feel like there's been many times over the years different franchises have been like, oh, this character's coming back, this character's coming back, mm-hmm. and then it turns out it's just fucking whatever. And it's like, okay, they're not actually back. It's not the same. Well, I mean, they, did, they designed the character so he could come back, right? True. It was clearly designed so that they didn't have to say officially goodbye. Yeah. And they could do the timeline stuff yeah. to bring him back mm-hmm. or whatever reason. If they decide five years, ten years from now, Chris Evans wants to come back and do the, the character again. Because he just didn't want to come back because he was he was kind of wanting to do other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they designed it so he could. And yeah. I fully expect that. I fully expect Robert Downey Jr. to come back at some point if mm-hmm. he's still around and... <laughs> you know, he's... Yeah. I imagine they will find ways to bring these characters back, at least for some kind of a one-off special thing, especially with the Disney Plus thing going on. That's true. Hell, they could make a series that's what they were doing in between these fucking movies back in the day. Yeah. You know, like little, like a TV series or something. Like yeah. It's like one episode. Yeah. That would be cool. It's Disney. Yeah. They're gonna do it. That's true. Just whether this is happening or not currently is the question. Yeah. All right. Well, is there any particular property you would want to see him come back in? Would it just be another Avengers movie? Would it be... I I actually now... When I, I just kind of said it off the top of my head, but I feel like I'm now I'm interested in seeing him in something where Peggy Carter is the focus. Or... Like if they do like a live action Elseworld... Yeah. Uh, type... Yeah. Show or something where she's Captain... Britain or whatever the fuck they had her. Yeah. I think they're doing that for the... Um, the What If series or yeah, whatever. But yeah, but it's going to be... She's actually Captain America, isn't she? Uh, I think so. Which is confusing. Confusing, but. yeah. <laughs> um, or if there's like... I mean, I'm not as deeply in tune with the comics, but I feel like there's probably some kind of like section in the, in his history in which there's like another organization besides S.H.I.E.L.D. that he's involved in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something like that would be interesting. Well, there was a time, too, where the character was... They kind of... They slightly touched on it with the um, Captain America movies, mm-hmm. uh, where he was nomad. Yes. Where he wasn't technically or, where Captain he had a America, beard. Yeah. when he was, like, a rogue, and <laughs> yeah. he didn't work for S.H.I.E.L.D. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, he did have a run where he was nomad, and mm-hmm. he was separate from, from the character of Captain America. Right. Is that what you would want to see? No, I kind of feel like we already got that yeah. with him. You know, like you said, he had the beard. I was okay with it, though. What a transformation. This isn't the same guy. He looks so good with a beard, though. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Am I okay. wrong? I mean, they, I, yeah, I, men typically look good with beards. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. That's why I do a beard. Yeah. To hide the ugliness. All right. <laughs> to hide the ugly and the fat. It's worked out pretty well for me so far. Yeah. 
Although I just gave away my secret. Yeah, now everybody knows. Way to go. That's my secret, cat. <laughs> I'm always ugly and fat. <laughs> okay. So what would your property choice be then? Well, like I said, I, uh, Secret Invasion would make the most sense to me. Yeah, that's true. Because then you could tie it into how the Fantastic Four come in. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of suspect that's how they're going to do Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Is uh, they're going to be aboard a scroll ship in space kind of like in like hypersleep or some shit and mm-hmm. found out there through like Captain Marvel or something like that mm-hmm. because that's happened in the comics where they were like during the secret invasion they were kidnapped and then like they had fakes of them oh okay on earth and Got so it. I kind of suspect they might go that route to introduce the Fantastic Four right that's a good call anyways uh, moving on uh, She-Hulk Apparently is going to get a 10-episode, 30-minute run. Uh, IGN was speaking with Kevin Feige, and he said it's about six hours of content typically for what they do for their shows in general. Uh, Sometimes it'll be six episodes, sometimes it'll be nine episodes in the case of WandaVision, which I believe is nine episodes, so good thing I was here to fact check you, Feige. Yeah. And sometimes it'll be 10 episodes. You basically have 10 half-hour episodes, which is what She-Hulk will be. Cool. Uh, We kind of touched on Secret Invasion a little bit earlier. Speaking to comicbook.com, he also said that the character count in such for the TV show will not be at the level of the comics or Endgame had. As far as the amount of cast and and shit going on. Oh, okay. So it's going to be a little bit more... Focused. Yeah. Yeah. He says, well, there were more characters in Secret Invasion comic series than there were in Endgame, so no. It's not that, but it is very much a showcase for Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn uh, and tapping into the paranoia elements of the Secret Invasion comic series that was great with the twists and turns that that took. So that's certainly our focus more than, can we cram in more characters than Endgame? Well, that's, I mean, that's good i mean we kind of expected that right yeah we talked about the whole disney investor thing when they announced Mm -hmm. that like we kind of were saying like i don't think they're going to be doing a big crossover event with this show Mm -hmm. i think it's going to be more like a agents of shield type thing but Mm -hmm. like obviously we expected samuel l jackson and ben middleston and and some kree characters maybe some more scrolls Mm -hmm. um it doesn't make sense that they would be this big extravagant thing, right? They're mm-hmm. gonna save that for the movies. Yeah, easily. They're gonna put up. They're gonna put that kind of budget into a movie, not a TV show. So I'm not really shocked. I think it's gonna be more like a spy thriller mm-hmm. type thing, kind of like you saw with Captain America: Winter Soldier. It's going to be something like that, where it's more of a thriller, mm-hmm. espionage type thing than it is a end game event. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> going to set up that big thing. Yeah. Going forward. Yeah. Um, Moon Knight is adding Ethan Hawke as the lead villain. This is according to The Hollywood Reporter. There's no real details on who he could be playing, but he is the lead villain as far as we are aware. So it's just basically going to depend on what storyline they're they're playing out. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's several that it could be. Well, I think that's... I don't know who he's playing, but Ethan Hawke's fucking great, so I think that's a good choice. It has the bones of a very good show with those two actors. At the very least. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know much about the character, but I'm kind of excited to find out. Yeah, same. The most important news for the Marvel stuff, 
Matt Damon, <laughs> uh, and his family are reportedly in Australia quarantining for two weeks. Okay. Uh, it's believed that he will be filming for Thor Love and Thunder. Interesting. Which I guess they are currently filming out there. Yes. Uh, he had a brief cameo in Ragnarok, if you remember. Yes, he playing played, Loki. Yeah, he, well, he played an actor on stage yeah. as Loki. <laughs> yeah, sorry. He was playing someone playing Loki. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> what was the Tropic Thunder Lion? I'm the dude playing a dude playing <laughs> like, another playing dude. Playing another dude, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, do you think he'll be doing the same role, or do you think he'll be something else? He could either be another cameo that's completely different, or he could be the same character. I feel like quarantining going... for two weeks for a cameo seems... Well, okay, we don't necessarily know that he's going to be in this, but... Fair, yeah. All arrows are pointing to it, right? Yeah, that's true. They're filming there in Australia. Mm-hmm. He was in the last movie. Mm-hmm. Unless he's just like, you know what, uh, I'm not really a fan of the whole shit storm in the U.S., so maybe yeah. we'll just go to somewhere where they don't like... have the whole problem right now. Well, they're they're still having a quarantine, so there's still a problem. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's a lot better right now, right? Yeah, probably So because... maybe he's like, yeah, I think I'll just take the family on vacation for yeah. a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, this is apparently based off a local Australian news outlet. Okay. Um, that he's there and all that stuff. Gotcha. So. I don't think it's official why he's there, but that's the biggest speculation, I think. Okay. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, it would make sense that he was there for that, right? Yeah, definitely. Getting some of the DC news, Gotham PD has added Joe Barton as the new showrunner. This is via Variety. Uh, Terrence Winter departed in November over creative differences. What? Does anyone leave for any other reason? (laughs) I feel like (laughs) it just seems like why even bother saying it? Because there, it's almost always creative differences. You think differences. anyone's ever broken up with somebody over creative differences? I mean, like they got divorced <laughs> over creative differences. Yeah, probably. It wasn't that they just emotionally weren't available. It's not that they cheated. Yeah, just creative. Just, they just didn't. You know, didn't... I wanted a light yellow mm-hmm. paint in the room, and he wanted. Burgundy. Yeah. And it just we wasn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was on, um, he worked on John Wick 2. I thought I recognized his name. It's good to know. Was he one of the directors? Um, it's, he's... I know he has some other stuff. I think he has a, sh- a new show coming out in, on Netflix. Anyways, I guess the big point of this story is they are still working on Gotham PD. It's still apparently a thing. Gotcha. Good to know. Although I'm a little bit more interested in the Batman. Yeah, no shit. It's been pretty quiet on that aspect yeah, for a while, exactly. right? Exactly. Outside of their on the on and off quarantine delays for the filming. Mm-hmm. I haven't really heard anything about that one. WB is apparently campaigning for Wonder Woman 1984 to be a nominee at the Oscars. Okay. What? But why? So... They are campaigning for Best Picture, Best Actress, Best Director, and some other stuff. Which I'm going to assume are like CGI or makeup or... What are they competing against? Like cartoons? There's just no way. I am very shocked that they think they could get Best Picture. Um, Yeah. Especially Best Director. Yeah. Patty Jenkins is a good director, but Mm -hmm. uh, this is definitely worse than Wonder Woman was. Yeah. 
And if this is the first, like, true superhero movie that makes it nominate, like, gets a nomination for the Oscars, I'm going to be upset. Well, Black Panther got one. Oh, fair. For sound. For music, right? I thought it was for music. Was it for music? Uh-huh. No, they got a best picture, didn't they? Oh. I thought they got a best picture. They didn't win, but I thought they got a best picture nomination. But either way, that's a huge fucking difference. <laughs> I know, and that's what I'm. Yeah. I was gonna say is like I don't really see how this could possibly win. If it did, it's because there was such a small mm-hmm. amount of stuff that met the criteria. Yeah, <laughs> that it had a chance just out of the odds, <laughs> not so much that it's good. Yeah, but like I found, it's hard to find. There's not a whole lot up yet about it, but. Um... There's quite a few other movies that I haven't seen, but just reading the plot synopsis, I'm like, yeah, that's probably more, that's probably better. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. So there's. A I few was thinking options. of the um, Netflix Life Swap movie. What was okay. that? What was it called? <laughs> the the switch up or or switching again? Oh yeah the. The, the the princess switch the, the princess. switched again. <laughs> Jesus. By the way, there's a third one. No. Yes, there. They, Why? They got a third one coming out this year. Why? Probably around Christmas time <laughs> yet again. I hate it. <sighs> Who knows? Maybe it'll be a contender for best picture. Yeah. If... <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so yeah, I I, I don't I, I could see maybe best actress. She did do a really good job. Gal Gadot did a good job with this film. As far as her performance, but the overall film was not very good. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of problems. Yeah. So, um, I feel like this is just either a marketing thing, just to kind of get the name back out there, mm-hmm. uh, to kind of keep the life cycle of it, to get people to be like, oh, go get some HBO Max to see it as if you haven't already. You right, know? right. Or they just think that there's not enough competition that they have a chance. Yeah. Which is probably possible. Yeah, yeah, because there's movies like The Father, which had it's like about the guy who has dementia, and it's like Anthony Hopkins plays this guy with dementia, and Olivia Coleman, who's like incredible, plays his daughter. So just knowing those three things about it, I can tell you right now, I feel like that is more likely to win a Best Picture than Wonder Woman. Just whatever. There's it. Well, there's always been a bias too that the Oscars, the Academy, doesn't like. Superhero films, right? Yeah. It's just a thing. Yeah. And um, out of all superhero films, this is not the one to break that mold if there was a mold. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther would easily have been one. That would have been the one. Over this. As, yeah, absolutely. That's the case. Absolutely. But unfortunately, it's all based off what comes out that year. So True. Yeah. Um, which also kind of highlights the Oscars <laughs> really don't mean much if like, you think about it. It's like grading on a curve. Yeah. When there's a huge <laughs> political aspect to. Mm. How movies can qualify, mm-hmm. it's doesn't really mean a whole lot. Yeah. All right. Um, Amazon is apparently offering $200 million for The Tomorrow War, which stars Chris Pratt. This is via Deadline. Paramount and Skydance Film partnered to make this film based off of a book about a man who is drafted in, to fight in a future war where the fate of humanity relies on his ability to confront his past. <laughs> Such a cheesy line. <laughs> I hope it's like something so dumb, like yeah. he forgot to turn off the stove. 
Did I leave the gas on? Yeah. <laughs> it blew something up, which then killed a guy who was yeah. like in hiding from yeah. a, a political position in another mm-hmm. country and it caused a war yeah because they thought it was an assassination from within yeah. the u.s yeah. and turns out it was just somebody left the gas on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> who left the gas on pratt 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 chris pratt yeah i mean i'm i'm looking forward to this one yeah it sounds like i'd watch it yeah <laughs> especially if you had a beard huh i mean yeah you're not wrong that most men do look better with a beard. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> it That's helps. funny. Again, it hides fat and ugliness. You know what's funny is in high school, I thought beards were gross. I didn't like beards. Mm-hmm. It's just a sign of immaturity, I guess. But. Yeah. Now I'm like, if somebody doesn't have a beard, I'm like, why? It makes you look mature. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, we have some information on the Lord of the Rings series that's coming up. The general synopsis. Which is also an Amazon show, right? Yes. Yes, that is true. Um, it's going to be set... So, according to the OneRing.net, obviously a fan site for guess what? The Lord of the Rings. Um, it's going to be set thousands of years before The Hobbit during the Second Age of Middle-earth and between the original Dark Lord Morgoth and the first defeat of his servant Sauron. Did you know about Morgoth? I'd heard of him, yes. Yeah. He's, like, worse. Yeah. Yeah. He's worse than Sauron. Yeah. I have um, the Silmarion or whatever. It's, like, the one of the other books from, like, early times or whatever uh-huh. that I keep meaning to read on my Kindle, but then I'll get, like, a newer book, and I'm like, yeah. And it, yeah. <laughs> so, it's on my list. I heard Morgoth yeah. was just two eye towers. Yeah. Just right next to each other. Yeah. He was like twice Is it as bad. you that showed me that meme that was like, what if somebody just put visine on the fucking... <laughs> Probably. I was like, there. it's like end of movie. It's like happy eyes. What it's was like... that? What's that fucking guy did those, uh, the comedian who did ben those? Stein? Ben Stein. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For Claire Sauron eyes, use Claire eyes. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's going to begin at a time of relative peace, and it's will the series will follow an ensemble, an ensemble cast of characters, both familiar and new, as they confront the long feared reemergence of evil to Middle Earth, from the darkest depths of the Misty Mountains to the be- majestic forests of the elf capital of Linden, to the breathtaking island kingdom of Numenor, to the furthest reaches of the map. The kingdoms and characters will carve out legacies that live on long after they are gone. So, obviously, we're going to be seeing most likely the characters that we see that are quote-unquote familiar in this are going to be, like, elves, because they live really fucking long. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah. if this was, like, a thousand, was it, they said a thousand years A thousand before? years, yeah. So, they couldn't or have... thousands, multiple thousands. They couldn't have the, the characters we know, right? Only well, the elves or... Some of them we will know probably because of their race. So, like, maybe Galadriel. I don't know how old she is in Lord of the Rings. I'm not that much of a nerd, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> The white elf chick. Okay. The shelf. Yeah. <laughs> from The Hobbit or? From Lord of the Rings. Okay. The one who like. Oh, the one that goes reaches, like, like. She goes all. She becomes a witch for yeah, like five seconds. Yeah, for like seconds. five seconds. Yeah. She's like. <sighs> yeah. Oh, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. My bad. Sorry. My bad. I've passed the test. Yeah. <laughs> that one. I think she's super fucking old in that. Mm. She's one of the like ancients or whatever. Mm. So I think that 
we might be able to we might see her theoretically okay um and maybe gandalf i don't know how old he's supposed to be probably pretty fucking old though this will probably be looking like an idiot (laughs) are because he's a wizard right so are wizards not humans that just have powers he's a different race as far as i know okay so they're 10 they're considered a different race yes yes okay yeah i just just assume they were just people that were just had magic magic. yeah not necessarily all i don't think all wizards have to be non-human but he for sure is non-human I don't know for okay. sure. I'm not super... At least by the time Lord of the Rings is over, he's non-human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know he's an... He's a, a robot. different race. That, that, could, <laughs> that could test COVID. Yeah. Um, on I, Middle Earth. He's a race, and it's like a one-syllable race, I want to say, but I can't remember the name of it. I read about it one time. Um, that's not human, is the point. So Okay. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited for that show. I can't wait. Yeah. I think it's going to be fucking great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very on brand for you. Yeah. Uh, I just, I hope that they product place some medieval cereals. Yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones already did Starbucks coffee, so yeah. let's get yeah. some... Some Gandalf checks. <laughs> Cheerios. <laughs> Lord of the Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> Those are ring-shaped. Fruit Loops, yeah. their rings. Yeah, true. Lucky Charms. Yeah. Probably need that if we're going to be on an adventure. Yeah. Tricks. Yeah. <laughs> Silly Morgoth. Tricks are for... Elves. Elves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of on brand for me, this is not, but it's a... We're getting, like we're getting deeper into... Seems like it's on We're getting brand. deeper into the nerddom, so... You just don't uh, know the franchise, but it's on brand for your, like, personality. Whatever. Um, a Dungeons & Dragons TV series is reportedly in the works now, according to The Hollywood Reporter. They're working with Derek Kolstad, who will write and develop a pitch for the, a live-action series. He's known for writing the John Wick series, or franchise. So, obviously, he's got some pretty intense action series situations okay so somebody's gonna kill some medieval guy yeah dragon yeah (laughs) and he's gonna go and slay an entire army of orcs or something something yeah Mm -hmm, definitely (laughs) sir john wicketh wixton wixton (laughs) wicketh It's not a medieval enough. Um, yeah. Okay. So he'll be working with Paramount and E1 in addition to the movie that we already know about starring Chris Pine, which is in casting stages. Um, E1 is working with multiple writers to develop various projects to set in their fantasy universe. So based on that statement, it seems like it could be related to the movie. Like, yeah. They but I don't know for sure. haven't confirmed anything, but yeah. I would imagine it's going yeah. to tie in. At the very least, it's in the same universe. We know that. Yeah. Even if it's not the same characters and all that stuff which it probably wouldn't be unless they really can get chris pine to double down right right also you know i've i've talked shit a couple of times about how apple tv plus never has anything fucking new uh they have a lot of things and i've been really kind of bothered because there's stuff i want to watch and we don't have it so i really want to do the seven day trial but i want to like binge the show they're supposedly doing like a longer trial period we gotta look into that if you care because there's that show uh lasso or is that what it's called? 
Ted Lasso. Okay. He's like a dog that uh, helps children in wells. No. Oh. <laughs> what is it really, though? Because I don't know oh, what show you're talking uh, about. <laughs> it's Jason Sudeikis, and he's like a coach or... I don't know. He's somebody who's mm-hmm. like very positive and shit. It's apparently like a really good show. Like the writing apparently is okay. top notch, and I hear just good things about it. Okay. So I've been wanting to watch it. Gotcha. Well, so. we'll have to look into that then. But something else Apple TV Plus is about to have is a kit bag, which is like a really fucking weird name for it. But this is the Napoleon Bonaparte movie, which I think we briefly mentioned before. When you first, when I first saw that on the notes, I was like, is this like a kit bull thing yeah <laughs> i know it's like kit bulls meets flea bag like <laughs> a hella dramatic kitten yeah um anyway so for no, some reason this is the title of the napoleon bonaparte movie starring joaquin phoenix and it's gonna be written and directed by ridley scott so it's got a lot of potential yeah we i remember having a story about this yeah. we talked about where it was Help. just they were trying to get it to land yes. at some service. Yes. So and they landed they on landed Amazon. On Amaz- no, or, Apple TV Plus. They landed on Apple TV. Yes, correct. I don't know why they didn't go for Discovery Plus. I think that would have been a huge market for them. <laughs> yeah. Or CBS All Access, you know? Either way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Apple TV, though, did you see the new trailer for Cherry, which is the Rooster Brothers film starring Tom Holland? I haven't seen it. Is it good? Uh, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, okay. I don't know what, uh, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> I feel like it's like three different movie plots okay. in a movie. So instead of Taco well, Bell? Yeah. Instead of Taco Bell. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. It's got my interest though. Yeah. So it's starring Tom Holland, obviously mm-hmm. as somebody named Cherry. Okay. So st- stick with me here. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> and it's also got Ciara Bravo, uh, which we know from Wayne. Okay. She played Dell, the little girl. <laughs> little girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, she was little, I guess she, she is was little. a girl. Yeah. She was like 16. Yeah. But like, yeah. she's so um, fucking tiny, The right? female lead, so yeah. It was hard to take her seriously in this trailer because like, she's supposed to be like more of an adult type oh, character. Really? I'm like, that is kind of difficult. You still look like a child. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that you're 24. Yeah. Or something like looks that. very, you look very young. But you look like a child still. Yeah. This is very unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. That's she interesting. She still seems to have that Boston accent. So I don't know if that's going to be a part of the movie or if that's just she's just got that that's accent. That's just her, her voice. And she yeah. that yeah. Yeah, maybe. Who knows. So um, this is coming to Apple TV Plus then? Comes to theaters February 26th and then Apple TV Plus in on March 12th. Okay. Cool. So we would just obviously see it so on March Apple 12th TV Plus. For us yeah, then. so <laughs> March 12th really is when it comes out. Yeah. For the five people who get to see it, it's in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh found out about a movie I don't know if this has been a thing that's been known, but uh, apparently there's a movie called Boss Level coming to Hulu on March 5th. Okay. It's a very important day. Yeah, is it? Yeah, is this it, movie comes this out. This movie comes out? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's apparently a movie that uses a time loop for the storytelling, and it's going to star Frank Grillo, also known as Crossbones, in the EMCU. In the what now? MCU. MCU, okay. This is apparently was filmed in 2018 but was dropped from distribution in August of 2019. Hmm. So it has nothing to do with the pandemic. They just were like, They were yeah, like, we're you know good. what? Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, we spent hundreds of millions of dollars on this, but uh, we'd rather just throw it in the trash. Yeah. 
Which is crazy because think about it. They had an entire year that they could have thrown this on a service to make some money. Yeah. It would have been the perfect time, right? Yeah. Why and they, they just... still chose not to. Okay. So I have pretty high hopes about this. Or do you think they're just like reaching the bottom of the barrel? Like, what else can we release without having to spend more money? <laughs> Either way, it sounds interesting. Well, I mean, they are coming out with another princess swap. <sighs> Jesus, yeah. Three or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Um, so boss level, does this imply that it's it sounds gaming related, right? It does very much. Yeah. So okay. we'll see. Okay. I don't know the exact like I don't know the exact plot point, but okay. Um. In my head, I'm, like, relating it to, like, um, Happy Death Day or one of those kind of things. Right. Like, more kooky comedy, dark comedy, whatever situation. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. It's on Hulu. We have it. So, we'll check it out. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into what we watched this week. Here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're DTF. Nice. See how I held out a little bit to see see where you were going to yeah, go with that? Yeah, and he threw me off. Yeah. yeah. But then I caught up with you. Yeah. And we fucking nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. First up, the big one, WandaVision. Finally came out. Episodes one and two. Uh, so this dropped on Disney Plus on January 15th, in case you weren't paying attention. Uh, it's a miniseries based around the Marvel characters Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch, and Vision. Um, it has all the usual people that we should know and love already from the MCU. So, too? Yeah. <laughs> it has two people? Yeah. Um, as well as a few extras. Uh, we've got some people that play their neighbors and or other community members. Yeah, which are um, relatively new characters. There's yeah. one that looks like she's... A carryover from other properties of the MCU, but mm-hmm. basically we have Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda, Paul Bettany as Vision, and the rest are just kind of there, right? Yeah, the rest are newer characters that don't have very big parts yet. And there's going to be nine episodes dropping weekly until March 5th, as we already said, an important day. Um, <laughs> you can see from the trailers and all that, this is actually set in set as like a sitcom back in the 50s and 60s or whatever, and it's like... We don't really know what's going on with it, but um, it's there's a lot of uh, nods to older television and and things like that. So it's kind of fun, depending on if you've ever watched the older shows, like I Dream of Jeannie and by and Bewitched, and I don't know, there's others. But you know, yeah, I was kind of worried to be honest. As excited as I was for this show, I was also kind of worried because I didn't really relate to those shows mm-hmm. because I'm not that old, right? Uh, so I was a little worried what they were doing because I didn't really enjoy that. I didn't have the nostalgia for that style right. of show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say, I I think I was surprised by how much I enjoyed the tone of what they did. Like, I couldn't tell you how accurate it felt to old shows that did that stuff. But, like, it did give me that whole vibe of the decades they were in and, and mm-hmm. the the feel as far as I could tell yeah no it did it was very accurate to uh what actually happened on those shows because like the storylines were very similar to something you would see on Bewitched or whatever so Mm -hmm. um it was interesting to see all of that again I obviously didn't watch those when they were on but I in high school and stuff 
those were on TV land and shit, so I'd watch mm. them like with my parents or whatever. So I watched I Dream of Genie and Bewitched a lot. So yeah, was... they had a it was very clear that Bewitched was a you know, they had like a scene where she was like basically cooking yeah. an entire meal yeah. uh, out of scratch and she's like floating shit all around. Yeah. It's very uh <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Very much like Bewitched. Yes. Um I think the chemistry between the two, like felt way more I felt it much more than I did in the movies mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. I feel like I'm really into the chemistry that they have. Um, the jokes that were in this, mm-hmm. I know they were probably, again, part of like the style of the show. Mm-hmm. But I think they nailed the jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, the execution, just the lines, I think. Yeah. I think the jokes really got me. I was surprised because I didn't expect it, this to be so funny. Mm-hmm. I, I guess in my head it wasn't a comedy, but right. it they definitely have a lot of aspects to the show that I didn't expect. Right. Uh, right now we're only two episodes in. The thing with the show is it's so different than anything we've seen, right? It's like mm-hmm. a very meta concept very, where... yeah, It's almost like fourth wall breaking, but yeah. not at the same time. <laughs> like we obviously don't get why these time periods are happening mm-hmm. we have to assume that it's just in her head or something but we yeah. don't really know there's this underlining plot point that they do have in there which hints at a lot of things but we don't really know what's happening as of right now right we have our speculations mm-hmm. um but it's clearly going to tie in to the bigger picture at some point yeah um i think i suspect that these time period episodes are going to be like half of the show and mm-hmm. then the other half will be a more traditional MCU thing. Yeah. Um, but who knows? It could be the whole show and then the ending will be whatever twist they decide they're going to have for us. That's true. I also wanted to mention, I think it's important to watch the commercials that are in the show mm-hmm. because they're they're relevant. I feel like I feel like they're going to be relevant mm-hmm. to what's going on. It's, it's weird because the first time you see one you're like, what? Okay, whatever. And then it happens again and you're like wait a minute there's something funky going on here so i don't know there's there's clearly a lots of little pieces and tidbits hidden here and there within the show that we're supposed to pick up on maybe people who are really into the comics know more about what's going on already than we do but mm-hmm. it's definitely one of well, those shows where they definitely have hinted at some plot points that will happen um or that could happen based off comic stuff yeah um I love how they kind of play off of Vision being a robot mm-hmm. or an android, whatever the hell they yeah. categorize him as, yeah. and that he doesn't eat and stuff. So yeah. there's this whole like episode where he like basically hides the fact that he doesn't eat, yeah, <laughs> from everybody <laughs> around him. Like, yeah, I love that they're kind of going into this more micro problem, yeah, like day to day that of these pe- people, even yeah. though it's like probably not even like. A real situation, but they're like really silly plot points, just like you would see in an old show. Mm-hmm. It's like reminds me kind of like of the Jetsons or whatever, like something ridiculous that like nobody would really focus on in real life, and it's like yeah. the whole show is about it. So yeah. I, yeah, it's very fun to see them addressing things like trying to live as a normal human. They had to have a blast filming this, right? Yeah, just like dressing up like in these vintage outfits mm-hmm. and. Uh, the way that they 
perform. They they act the way they they read their lines. Yeah. They're very much like they are in these old timey shows. Yes. Very uh, a lot of emphasis on words mm-hmm. and uh, exaggeration of of how they say things. Yeah. And, definitely. Um, you could tell they had a good time with this. Yeah. So I'm really excited where this is going. I just can't fucking. I, I don't know. It's. <laughs> It's one of those shows where it's like, I kind of want to binge it, like we talked about. Yeah, I think that would probably be my biggest complaint, is that it ended. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> and I didn't have more as, to watch after this As soon episode. as this is over, I feel like we're going to have to binge the whole thing all at once to mm-hmm. like reabsorb like yeah. everything in one sitting. There's a lot of Easter eggs, too. Yeah. Uh, they've, they hinted at some things that we've already touched upon in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Not to give them away, because this is more spoiler-free, but mm-hmm. they clearly have some stuff that's... Yes. suggests a bigger scale of stuff we've been exposed to for future films, which I think will play a big role in yeah, this. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I'm just, I'm excited for where it's going to go. Yeah, I'm happy with it. I feel like I was just bummed when it was over. So <laughs> I'm going to dissect it. Yeah, I, I'll dissect it as well. Oh, so we're, we're DTF. DTF right off the bat, huh? Yeah. Okay. I mean... <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. It's hard not to be DTF. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, we also checked out Outside the Wire, a movie that just dropped on Netflix on January 15th. A familiar face is in this movie, Anthony Mackie. (laughs) While not exactly in his uh, Avengers part, it's uh, right up that alley. Um, This movie is kind of based in a future society where there's these like combat robots that are deployed to war to help the soldiers mm-hmm. and visually they're very generic like you yeah. see in any other they're like sci-fi yeah. film where they do the same thing with droids and... yeah yeah um and then the plot for this one it kind of focuses on an android officer who works with a drone pilot to stop a global catastrophe and based on that description <laughs> we were a little surprised I mean, I was a little surprised with how it went because I don't know that we were expecting what we... The story definitely took many turns from what I expected it to be. Yes. It, it was not at all <laughs> the movie I, I thought I was watching Yes, in the end. Exactly. Uh, but that's not a bad thing. It just no. caught me off guard. Um, so, like I said, Anthony Mackie is in it. He plays Leo, an android military officer. Damson Idris is Lieutenant Thomas Harp, a drone pilot. He's actually known for Snowfall, a series on FX, and he was in some episodes of Twilight Zone and Black Mirror. Okay. Um, and Pilou Azbek is Victor Koval, who's a leader of the leader of a terrorist group in the sh- the movie, and you actually might know him as Euron Greyjoy from Game of Thrones. Yes. Who's the uncle of Theon Greyjoy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or as some may know him, Reek. <laughs> so. He was a good villain, as he is, so that worked out. <laughs> I mean, he's an insignificant part of this movie, Yes, though. he was. But his... I basically just mentioned him because we know him from other properties, and yeah. he's, un- again, playing a villain, so yeah. he's clearly being typecast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it works, so whatever. Um, it's a shame he was like a pirate or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I enjoyed this. It was... Um, I felt like the story was interesting. I felt like it was a little bit political. They had some references that were like, okay, we're going there. Yeah. And a movie that has nothing to do with that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it 
it it reminded me a lot of like I think you referenced you made a joke or something about like iRobot yeah. or um oh, fuck I mean we talked about Skynet jokes yeah. earlier right mm-hmm. it's very much it's got this message about technology and and the, the risk of yeah of going too far with what you can do of giving with capabilities it. of tech and yeah um it's a very interesting concept and and, and take I enjoyed the dynamic that they had with. Anthony Mackie being this android character and dealing with this like human who as far as we can kind of tell like kind of is thinks like a robot like yeah he, he has his lack of empathy yes. and he's just kind of very much about the numbers if you will yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as war yeah being a drone pilot mm-hmm. it was interesting to see this kid who was more is is an actual human being taught about empathy and humanity by an android. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth a watch. Uh, yeah. What I want to see is they make a Netflix, an NCU, a Netflix cinematic universe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We already have Chris Hemsworth in his fucking extraction extraction mm-hmm. military movie. Yeah. Now we've got one with Anthony Mackie. Yeah. I feel like there's something with. Tom Holland that Netflix has going on. Probably. So we need to just get every fucking MCU actor mm-hmm. to get their own Netflix military movie, and then they need to have a bigger event that they all have to come together and make a crossover film. Yeah. Let's make it happen. I want the MCU. Yeah, I'm in. I'd watch it. <laughs> or them. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> How, will, they, will they have beards? I was making it. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> I know you were imitating. You look. Me. You look like you were trying to answer the question. Like, well, I don't know. I. Didn't get... It's all going to depend on their choice yeah. at the time. Yeah. Are they ugly? Uh, are they fat? Do they need to hide anything? How many chins do you? They want you to know they have. I don't know if I've ever seen Anthony Mackie with a beard. Mm. He has like a goatee or something at some point, right? Uh, doesn't he have that in in the MCU? I think so, yeah. At least the mustache? Yeah. Ish? Yeah, I feel like he has a mustache and goatee at some point. Something like that. Okay. Probably. Okay. If he doesn't, then it just shows we don't pay much attention to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. The the bird guy, right? <laughs> All right. Um. It's your very generic sci-fi military war movie but it does have some interesting concepts it's, and plays on a bigger message that i think could be an interesting conversation yes i agree i think it's got the bones of a very generic movie but there are some very unique issues mm-hmm. i'm not sure if this was intended as a netflix original or if it was something that just bought over oh yeah that's a good question i didn't read the pandemic that or anything like that but yeah, I think it's worth watching if you have it. So I, I personally am going to give it a slice it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed my time. I think it was a little bit longer than it needed to be. I'm also yeah. going to slice it. Okay. Yeah. I didn't notice it being long. I enjoyed it. It's about two hours, which is, I know it's a standard movie, but yeah. like it felt like it was longer than yeah. two hours to me. Yeah. I just got really upset at one point because I like really had to pee and I was like, this movie's almost over. I just mm-hmm. need to like wait it out. And then I finally was like, can we pause it? <laughs> I was like... <laughs> 
So, yeah, I was like, I don't know why you didn't just say something. Because I thought earlier. it was like, I was like, we're it's almost over. Like, there's minutes left. So I was like, I got to make it happen, you know? I just didn't want to interrupt. Did you just, like, decide there was minutes left? I just, based on what was happening, I was like, this has got to be over soon. So you speculated. Okay. Yeah, I did. Okay. And so, and I just was like, I got to wait it out, you know? But mm. I, I finally was like, I can't take it anymore. I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess according to my bladder, it was about 11 minutes too long. <laughs> okay. Is that your superpower? Yeah. You could tell time via how much <laughs> you have to pee? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Anyone know what time it is? It's 7.43. <laughs> how the fuck did you know that? <laughs> I have had to pee for hours. <laughs> uh, last on our reviews, I watched Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge, which is an animated film that came out back in April of 2020. It's essentially an adult animated martial arts film. Uh, based off the Mortal Kombat franchise, which focuses on the character of Scorpion as basically an origin story for how he comes to be and his revenge for, well, how he came to be. Yeah. (laughs) It's WB, so the art is very similar to anything you would see in the the more current DC stuff. Mm -hmm. Um this caught me off guard about... Like, I know it's Mortal Kombat, and yeah, they're known for their violence. Mm-hmm. This caught me off guard, though, how fucking violent really? the animation was in this stuff. Okay. You see some intense stuff. Like, it, it, it's animated, but I still was like, oh, fuck. It, you felt the pain? T- yeah, it <laughs> took me back a little bit. Yeah. Um, they even did some really cool stuff, though, where some of the games, they have these, like, x-ray mode type things where... When you do like a fatality or something, they they do this X-ray look where you kind of see their skeleton and you kind of see like the bones break when they get punched or yeah. or whatever happens, and it's just like more intense. Yeah, they even did that in this as I assume like a kind of an Easter egg type thing. They did that in the this movie huh, for okay. some of the stuff, so you'd see that kind of stuff, and it was just intense. There'd be things where he'd like cut somebody's head in half and then like tear it off and yeah just a lot of guts and gore Mm -hmm. for what i knew was gonna have blood and all that stuff but i didn't expect it as the level it was gotcha i also didn't hate it yeah so (laughs) this was fun it was a good time i think it got me more excited for mortal Kombat as a whole and i think i might enjoy this kind of an aspect of mortal Kombat more than i do the actual games Mm, Only because I'm not really a fighting game type player. Right. Uh, But I love the stories that they tell with these characters. So I, in the end, I really kind of hope they make more of this. And I hope this is going to be a ongoing thing with different characters. Mm -hmm. Because it was really interesting what they did. The dynamic of some of the characters. And um, they kind of summed up the whole Mortal Kombat story in the background of telling his origin story. Mm -hmm. But I think that they can... They can do a lot with all of the abundance of characters that they have. Um, so I hope there's more to this than just this one-off. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm, I would have to dissect this one. It was so good. Okay. I, again, I think I was more disappointed that it was over and there wasn't anything else to watch of it than I was anything that actually I didn't like about the movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I had a great time. Cool. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Again, it had a good amount of characters in it. Mm-hmm. So, 
there's somebody in there for everybody. Yeah. Depending who you like to play as and all that stuff. You'll you'll see somebody you're familiar with. Gotcha. All right. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you're still here, we appreciate you. Uh, don't forget to stick around. We're going to talk about our game stuff here coming up next. Uh, in the meantime, don't forget to check out our Facebook group, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at DTFPod, or check out our website, DTFCast.com. All right, moving into our gaming. Uh, we have a very small list for the actual releases this week. Uh, Hitman 3 Multiplatform comes out on the 20th in a couple days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ride 4 is going to be a next-gen-only title, apparently. That comes out on the 21st, and that's essentially a racing-type game. Yeah, it seems. makes sense. All right, um, and on that note, Ubisoft's Riders Republic, which is a extreme sports massive multiplayer playground, mm-hmm. uh, it was previously re- set to release February 25th. It turns out that is now going to be delayed with no new release date. Oops, bummer. I'm okay with it. I mean, it doesn't matter to me, but yeah. <laughs> um, something that does matter to me, unfortunately. Uh, WB slash Portkey Games Hogwarts Legacy is going to be delayed until 2022. God also, damn it. Also no real release date, just kind of a yep, vague... just a vague year. Later on. Like sometime in this 12-month period. You just got to hope it's the beginning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Super bummed about that. Um, and also, they did end up delaying Nintendo World's opening after all. I know we just talked about it last week, so hopefully you didn't expect to go. <laughs> In well, case, I think we made it very clear. In case you're listening Unless from Japan. Yeah, yeah. If you were in Japan specifically, yeah. you had a chance. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. I guess there was a state of emergency that was issued originally just for Tokyo and the outer-lying areas, but they updated that to add 11 more areas, including Osaka, which is where the park is located. You know what I think happened? Hmm. I think we have a lot of people listening. Yeah. And they heard about this. Uh-huh. In our last episode. Yeah. And they got excited and jazzed about it. Yeah. So they all started making lines yeah. out there at yeah. the park. Yeah. Put up, set up their camping equipment. Mm-hmm. Got their Mario Kart apparel on. Yeah. And then the park was like, wait a minute, there's too many people. Yeah. Got it. Then they're like, wait, this is way too many people. We understand that DTF is a really good podcast that everyone should be listening to and leaving, leaving reviews for. <laughs> but. But. <laughs> we're going to have to delay the opening yeah. of the park. Yes. <laughs> So maybe now people will have more time to keep listening to our podcast. And reviewing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Universal Studios Japan says that they will announce a new opening date when the state of emergency is lifted, which is expected sometime this week, I think. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. whenever we take some kind of a break from our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least stop talking about their park. Exactly. So, sucks to suck. Yep. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> and on the topic of Mario, uh, there is going to be a new red and blue Mario-themed Switch on the way. It's going to include a carrying case with a screen protector for the Switch. Fancy. Uh, and it's going to be available on February 12th through the release of Super Mario 3D World Switch Edition. Oh. So it's going to have a limited run that you could buy oh. this specific Switch. Interesting. So, do we buy one? And then, <laughs> and then save wait it for after? six months and then sell it? Maybe. <laughs> do we be that person? Do we be? 
have a problem with that person, but it has income potential. <laughs> I mean, they're making it very clear that this yeah. is going to be a sought-after yeah. item. It seems like it's going to be difficult to get our hands on one regardless. Worst so. case, we have a second Switch for you. Yeah. For me, huh? It's going to be ugly, but... Yeah. Uh, I personally think it looks hideous. Yeah. It's this red and blue, which is obviously very Mario-esque, yeah. but um, I'm not a fan of it. Go look it up if you're interested in a new Switch. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, you get some cool extra stuff. Extra features, uh, yeah. The one interesting thing is it goes for the regular price of $299.99. It's okay. not anything more than usual. So Interesting. Um, I'm a little surprised, though. It doesn't seem to say anything about whether it has the game with it. You'd think they would have put, put that in there and then maybe yeah. sold it for more. True. But here we are. <laughs> yeah. All <laughs> <A little> shade. shade. <laughs> Call of Duty Cold War Zombies map has been revealed. Very similar to Nintendo yeah, properties. Pretty, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> uh, so yes, there's a new map coming out on February 4th called Firebase Z. Uh, it's going to be free for all players. No shit. That's how you get people to play it. Yeah. And there's going to be a new perk called Tombstone Soda, which is not a new perk. It's just going to be a new method of what it does. Okay. Um, so what it apparently does is transform you into a shadow in the dark ether uh, when you get downed, and it gives you a better chance of survival. Okay. You have no idea what that means unless you play zombies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. I have a little bit of an idea what it means because I was listening to all you motherfuckers play zombies in this house that one day. All y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> but I don't know what it means to transform you into a shadow. But I know what the dark ether is. I'm assuming it just means that you can't be hurt by the zombies. It probably gives you a time to come back, get away from all of the horde, and mm-hmm. then when you time back in, you'll be safe. I'm assuming is what okay. it is. All right. You can recollect your, your thoughts and your... yeah reload you know yeah get your shit in order um they're also adding new artillery and napalm strike score streaks which again you'll know what that means if you play yeah i'm excited because i just kind of over the one map that they gave usually they have a handful of maps to play yeah but this time around they only give you one map and i i think the thing is is they're making them free to play so They're just adding them slowly so that they can keep the long, ongoing interest. Long interest going, yeah. Yeah, so, makes sense. Otherwise, they used to do it like you had a handful of maps and then they'd have map packs that you could buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is their way of just kind of doing the season pass method now, mm-hmm. giving you the maps for free, but then you have to buy all the other content that you want to use on the maps. Right. All right. Um, Capcom has announced a Resident Evil showcase for january 21st that's in a couple days uh it's going to be at 2 p.m pacific so do the math yourself <laughs> i know east coast is three so hours go ahead. fuck yourself yeah east coast is five i'll give you that central is like uh, it's usually two it's or some, three depending the on middle. the time of the year yeah, i know yeah. so we'll say it's four right yeah, now yeah um mountain go fuck yourself i don't I, <laughs> Look it up. We're good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what time is when it's higher up in the air. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to come with a bunch of news about the new Resident Evil game. They are doing a... This is this year is the 25th anniversary of the series. Mm-hmm. So they're doing something special with a, a beta. But it seems like only people in their 
ambassador program are allowed to get it. I don't know. I, I tried to do it today, and it was some fucking really complicated thing. I just was like, fuck this. Basically, the, the main point of this is they're going to do a walkthrough guided tour of Resident Evil 8, also known as Resident Evil Village, mm-hmm. uh, with a new trailer and some gameplay. Uh, so there is also supposedly going to be some new information for other Resident Evil properties. Mm-hmm. So probably something about some of the movies, maybe a trailer, um, something maybe about TV shows. That they have maybe another game they're going to announce. Mm-hmm. There's speculation of another online type game. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, it's an outbreak. Yeah. At least a remake or something like that. Since online is more prevalent now than it used to be in the on the PS2 time. True. When it released. Um, so yeah, I, as much as I'm not liking the route that they're taking with Resident Evil 8, based off the trailers, which, (laughs) the teaser they showed for this, showed some really tall witch with her boobs popping out. Yeah. And like, that was like the main story of of the announcement was that it was like, oh my God, did you see her boobs? (laughs) Not the fact that that was going to be a trailer and gameplay of the game. It made me laugh. Just boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Just boobs. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty interested to see what happens with that. Hopefully they can turn it around for me. But right now I'm a little disappointed with what I'm seeing. Yeah. But I'll be watching that on the 21st. Cool. Uh, Bungie, is, we talked about this last week, about they were they were closing down the servers on some of their older Halo games. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently they are now closing the online archive as of February 9th, which means that you will no longer have your old player stats available to look up on their website. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won't have any files, screenshots from Halo 2, 3, ODST, or Reach. Yeah. So anybody who was high and mighty about how fucking good they were at the old Halo yeah. games... Nobody fucking cares. Yeah, you better take your screenshots it, now. Yeah, doesn't fucking matter anymore. <laughs> You're nothing. Yeah. You're dead. You're muff cabbage. Bungie said, fuck you. We're deleting everything. <laughs> you mean nothing to us. Surprisingly, too, Killzone uh, is a game that was created kind of as a counterpart to Halo around the time of the PS2, PS3. Mm-hmm. It was Sony's kind of Halo-type game. Right. Uh, their website is shutting down for that game. And they are going to have it lumped into the Sony's PlayStation stuff. So it's going to lose whatever functionality to an extent. But Mm -hmm. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. All right. Got some fairly big news. Uh, Lucasfilm Games announced... We just talked about last week how they're rebranding. And it's like Lucasfilm Games is the banner, right? Mm -hmm. And so now they've announced a partnership with Ubisoft to create an open world Star Wars game. um, Which is pretty fucking cool. Um, they're collaborating with Disney and Lucasfilm Games on a new story-driven open-world video game set in the Star Wars galaxy. Um, it's going to be at the, I say, like, Massive Studio or whatever. Massive is what they're, is what it's called. Um, which is known for the Division series. And it's going to use the Snowdrop engine, which is uh, Massive's uh, proprietary engine. Um, yeah, they use it on the Division. Um, and then there's not really any details whether it's single or multiplayer. But um, they are actively recruiting for the project, so it's clear that they're actually moving forward with it. And apparently they're also working on an Avatar game that is, that is still set for 2022, which I've forgotten about entirely. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, this was a big thing when it was announced, but I forgot that was a thing. When was it announced? Oh, many years like, ago. Like, with the movies? Like, the first movie? <laughs> oh, fuck, I honestly couldn't tell you. I, That's crazy. Uh, I know I didn't care about it because it was Avatar, 
but like mm-hmm. it was expected as this big thing because yeah. you know Ubisoft was working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's going to be some kind of tie-in to the releases for the next movies, right? I'm expecting, especially mm-hmm. with the 2022 release. Yeah. But yeah, I, that was that went dark for a while now. I don't think anyone remembered that game until now. I think somebody was asking about that in an interview, and they were like, "Well, it's." Not an issue. Like we we have balance on all our games, and it's it's not going to delay this or have any issues now that we have a Star Wars title. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest story out of the fact that there's a Ubisoft Star Wars game in development is EA has had the exclusive rights to make Star Wars games for since 2013. Yeah, they set a deal for 10 years mm-hmm. to be able to make Star Wars games exclusively. Yeah, it has not been 10 years yet. That's that would true. be in 2023, and we are now getting an announcement of a Ubisoft game mm-hmm. in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. So, this either means that they somehow tweaked the contract with EA and Disney, or there's a technicality that they can produce a game, they just can't release it until after the 10 years. Yeah, that's a good point. I think you might be on to something with that. It's probably something where they're able to make... A deal that you can work on a game, but as long as it doesn't come out before the other contract expires. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's what it is. Yeah. Because that would be around 2023, and this, I think, that, yeah, there's no release date, but no. like, just on the average length of a game, yeah. it would be at least a few years before yeah. we ever saw this game. Especially because it's like an open world game, so yeah. it's going to take Yeah, and they're saying that they're actively Recruiting. hiring yeah. to work on the project, yeah. which means they are not that far in. Correct, yeah. So it does make sense that they wouldn't be out. The game wouldn't be out until after that point, anyway. Uh, as a side note, though, uh, Jedi Fallen Order has a next gen update available on Series X and PS5. In case anybody was waiting for that, I mean, I haven't finished the um, achievements and all that stuff. Yeah, I haven't so either. I might go back, hop in there, and see what what it looks like, and yeah, I might come play. Try and your... play some other stuff. Yeah, I have. I had it in my like folder or whatever category of things. I was like, I'm gonna go back and get the achievements on, mm-hmm. and then I like. Never did, but maybe I'll jump back into it so I can see what it looks on the Series X. Well, I mean, you forget you're on a One X, I know, which also has 4K and 60 frames per second. So yeah, I know you're not missing out other than performance versus. But when I played the game, I was on my One S. So. Okay, that's yeah. true. Yeah. But I'm just saying, now that you're on a One yes. X, you could leave my console the fuck alone. Oh, can I? <laughs> <laughs> Noted. I feel like you didn't get the point of this conversation. <laughs> I mean this with all due respect. Uh-huh. You can fuck right off. Uh-huh. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, so what kind of game do you think we're expecting from this? Well, I mean, they're saying it's an open world, right? Right, So yeah. the fact that it's... Okay, well, here's where it's a little confusing to me, to me because... Okay, well, The Division is an open world game, right? But it's more of a destiny type game where right. it's it's a game as service mm-hmm. setup yeah we don't know if this is a single player or a multiplayer right by that assumption it's probably going to be a multiplayer right destiny type game mm-hmm. but that's where i have concerns if it is yeah it's ubisoft as well yeah which means that it has a chance that it could be like an assassin's creed type style which mm-hmm. i think would be a much more suited type of game for a Star Wars right. open world setup, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I mean, take Assassin's Creed and just make a fucking Star Wars world, right? How would that <laughs> yeah. not be fun? Yeah, that would be fun. 
you don't necessarily have to have it on one planet. You could have multiple planets, right? Kind of like what yeah. Fallen Order did. Yeah. Um, and does that not just scream? Replace Spartans and Vikings with, oh, I don't know, a bounty hunter? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, uh, you know, a Mandalorian? Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. True. That's a good point. If you want to go like head on with what is exactly related to what is currently popular in Star Wars. Yeah. A Mandalorian video game open world where you just go and fucking collect bounties on yeah, yeah, whatever the fuck uh, characters. That's a really good point. Make it a prequel, then you don't have to worry about any story problems. Yeah. Um, mm. And as far as I am aware, I think there was a reference that anything Star Wars is going to be considered canon mm-hmm. going forward in video games. Yeah, I saw tied that. Tied into comics, movies, TV, books, mm-hmm. whatever. So I think they're all making stuff canon. So. Whatever they come out with in these games is going to be important. It's not going to just be like, well, it's just a fantasy story that doesn't matter. It's right. going to, like, these characters can theoretically then be in movies at some point or vice versa or whatever. Yeah. So the only hesitation I have that it wouldn't be a Mandalorian game is if they don't want to make that concern of the plot getting in the way of itself between show and the game and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But like I said, Put it in a, a way earlier time where he's not the Mandalorian we know. Mm-hmm. He's the one that just goes and collects bounties. Right. You know? Or just making a complete different character who is also a Mandalorian. Or yeah, or maybe you can pick your fucking character mm-hmm. and your race and all that stuff. That would yeah. be pretty fun if you could be anything you you know in the Star Wars universe that they have. All these yeah. different character selections. Yeah. So that would be my assumption is it's going to be something like that. Mm-hmm. But that's if it's an Assassin's Creed type game, which yeah. is what I want to see. Yeah. And you still have the option of having multiplayer with an Assassin's Creed type game, as we've seen. Maybe it didn't wasn't well received initially, but they did updates and stuff that made, um, is it Syndicate? I think that was one after. You're talking about the one that was based in France? No, I just remember that it was a multiplayer one. Yeah, it was Assassin's Creed. No, it wasn't that one. I can't think of it. But yeah, it was a base in France, and it mm-hmm. was like co-op. Brotherhood. Brother. No, not Brotherhood. Oh. That was an early one. I mean, there's probably multiple that were based in France, but... I mean, because they had, like, Assassin's Creed Unity. Where yes, there was, like, that's the one with the France uh, yeah. backdrop. Yeah. So... Watch, I... it's not even France. It's... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't played I that one. I think it is, but it, may, yeah. it might not be. Um. Regardless, there's still options there. So, I think that's an interesting take. I'd be okay with that. But I also, I personally would be okay with a Destiny-style game if it was in the Star Wars universe. Because I think part of the Destiny thing that I, you lose is if you don't care about the story. Mm-hmm. But for the Star Wars universe, I would care about the story. At least I feel like I would. <laughs> like, I don't have this attachment to whatever Destiny lore is going on in the background. Well, the problem with Destiny games is their lore is not upfront in what you're playing it's it's like in like messages and like right. conversations you 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 see in the yeah. game and stuff it's not right there in front of you like yeah. the missions are very vague and generic so if you ask me okay but they do have a lot of lore with like the expanded universe of all right, that right. stuff mm-hmm. so i don't know, i the problem i have is if it's a a, a game as service setup then mm-hmm. you have the concern of you're focused on Making the game successful as a game of service versus Microsoft the content Microsoft. itself. That's true. You're right. Look at the Avengers game. Yeah, that's it's a true. huge. We haven't talked about it in a while, have we? We haven't. We haven't even played it yet. No, we haven't. I'm waiting for that fucking fifteen dollar price tag. That's what I'm telling. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you right now. I'm not. Pay- 
solely because I'm bitter about Spider-Man situation. Yeah. Even though you have a PS5. Yes. <laughs> well, we're going to get it on. Yeah. We're going to get it digitally on the PlayStation when it's dirt cheap. Yes. So that I get the Spider-Man character. Yeah. And we learn to buy You games. can also play it on the PS4. We'll yeah. have co-op. Yeah. Again, stay the fuck away from my consoles. Oh, Yeah. And then we win as keeping our principle mm-hmm. that we're not going to buy at full price. Yeah. But we still get to experience it because we do want to. Yes. <laughs> get to have our cake and eat it too. Yes. It's just much delayed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it sounds like there's not much to play right now other than the campaign. Mm-hmm. It's, it sounds like it's very generic and boring, which we kind of got the vibe we of did. the beta. Mm-hmm. We talked about that on a previous episode. and Yeah. It seemed to be what we expected. Anyway, Star Wars. Yes, I think that we have potential to get a really good game. Yeah. Ubisoft, I know they have a lot of issues with some of their games that they have too much content on. People complain about Silent Creed being too long, but <laughs> I think they're not long enough if I like them. Yeah. If you don't like them, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, related Lucasfilm games... Also announced that they are going to partner with with Machine Games, which is, I believe, a, a Bethesda developer, mm-hmm. uh, and they are going to come out with a Indiana Jones game. Ooh, but I feel like this is just like a is an Indiana Jones game, essentially like Tomb Raider or Uncharted or Uncharted, yeah. But okay, do not be mistaken. Uh huh. They got their inspiration from Indiana Jones. Okay. Right. From the movies. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. Or books or whatever the fuck yeah, they yeah, decided yeah. it was Whatever from. material. But it hasn't been a game before, It's not like it? Indiana Jones is like posing off of something. I that, know. <laughs> like it made the genre, yeah, right? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some some idiot out there who is young and doesn't know what Indiana Jones is is probably thinking yeah. that's what this is. But... That's true. That's like whenever some like random young person like tweeted about when Katy, is it Katy Perry had um, Missy Elliott... Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. He's like, oh, this Missy Elliott chick's cool, or whatever. Like, Katy Perry was like, yeah, there was like tweets like this up and comer. Up and comer, yeah. Whether they were jokes, I don't know, but it's out there. (laughs) All right. Sorry. My bad. You're right. So, yes, Bethesda tweeted a new Indiana Jones game with an original story is in development from our studio, Machine Games, and will be executive produced by Todd Howard in collaboration with Lucasfilm Games. It'll be some time before we have more to reveal, but we're very excited to share today's news. Uh, they did have a teaser trailer, uh, and based off what they showed, which was very little, uh, some people have gets deciphered mm-hmm. off of the pictures or whatever, or the documents on the table, Okay. Uh, that they believe that the game is going to take place around the Vatican City with a plane ticket that shows arrival in Rome dated for October 1937. So that is presumably the time Time period and and location location of this story. Okay, cool. Sounds like it could be interesting. Yes. The question I have is, we do live in a time where Uncharted and Tomb Raider are very popular Mm -hmm. action tomb raiding games, right? Mm -hmm. So... They're heavy with their gun mechanics mm-hmm. and, and action in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones isn't really a gun person. True. I mean, he is to an extent. So, you know, I mean, kind ish. of, yeah. But, but not regularly. Traditionally, his whip is his like weapon, right? Yeah. And oh. Are we going to see 
them skew more toward what Uncharted does with the gun mechanics and like is he gonna be mowing down a bunch of enemies is it gonna be more of a unique take of him using the whip as mechanics for the game I hope they do that because you know, it would I, be nice to see them stay true to the source material. It would be. But I guess my concern is if they do that, is that taking away from, uh, I guess, like the attention span uh, of what gamers have now where they want that yeah. onslaught of enemies to kill? And true. Is it going to be too slow and boring, I guess, is my question for you. If they don't have a hundred enemies coming in that you're shooting down... Well, I feel like it's just a different kind of game. Like, I feel like the, um, I mean, it's not... It's well, I mean, just, I'm comparing it to titles that are literally the same concept of yeah. Indiana Jones. Yeah, I know. But I feel like um, Indiana Jones would be much more heavy on the puzzles. Am I wrong in that? Well, Uncharted, it was, if you ask me, oh, okay. too heavy on the to puzzles. To be fair, I haven't played all the Uncharted games, so I might Uncharted not Uncharted 4 was just, ugh. I feel like they were so repetitive and mm-hmm. redundant with how many puzzles and how much it took to do. I mean, I like puzzles, but yeah. I feel like you spent like an hour just to fucking do a puzzle in that game, and it was just, at a certain point, you're like, I'm over it, can we move on? Yeah. Well, it could be something like... This is a weird comparison, but, like, super hot, where you have to do it in a certain way. So it's, like, action, but also a puzzle. Okay. Well, in super hot, you can do it in a variety of ways. Yeah, but you have to do certain things in a certain order, in some cases, in order to it's have about enough... timing with that Yes. Game. You could technically do different orders. It's just yeah. you have to be able to time yeah. how you do it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is what I'm trying. It's kind of like a puzzle, but it's not the same as, mm-hmm. like, solving actually putting something in different locations. Yes. Yeah. So... I don't know. That's a good point. I think that anyone who likes games and also likes Indiana Jones probably would be fine with it. But I don't... You're right. The games tend to be skewed towards more battle-heavy situations these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not going to see this game for at least a few years yeah. either, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, but it does bring up a good question. If this is Bethesda and Bethesda is now... or not, I don't know if it's official yet. But an Xbox company... Game Pass? Will this be Game Pass for one? And more importantly, will this be an exclusive? Oh, okay. Good point. To Xbox. Okay. I mean, it might be on PC, but will it be on PlayStation? I guess mm-hmm. is my biggest question. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be a ways away, so I think we'll mm-hmm. have an idea by the time it gets anywhere near being released. Yeah. Based on future releases. I'm interested in this, but like, I was never a huge Indiana Jones person. Same. I watched the movies. I had a couple books, I think, of, like, it was, like, graphic novels of the young mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. I yeah. might even have those still. I don't know. They might be in a bin somewhere. Yeah. Um, Probably, knowing us. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'm interested, but I don't know. It would have to get my attention. Yeah. Like, with what the trailer does. Yeah. True. All right. So, since we've been on an Ubisoft kick... <laughs> We also played an Ubisoft game. I guess you could say we're Ubi hard for okay. Ubisoft. <laughs> Gross. Oh. Uh, we played Immortals Phoenix Rising. I mean, I've been playing this for a while. I have a lot of hours into this. Um, this came out on December 3rd on Xbox One, Series X, and S, PlayStation 4 and 5, Switch, Windows, PC, and Amazon Luna, which I forgot mm-hmm. about. Um, oh, Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? That's what I said. Um, and this is a third-person action is on, adventure. Is it on Google? Uh, Stadia? Stadia? I think it might be. I mean, if it's on, <laughs> on I know. it better I, be on I think it Google might be, Stadia. but at the time when I was writing this, it hadn't been. But I put this in, no, these notes in a long time ago. Um, it probably is on Stadia at this point. Um, it's a third-person action-adventure game and developed and published by Ubisoft, obviously. And essentially, with your help, we've, we've basically identified this as uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, but in a Greek mythology setting, is what it seems like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't play a whole lot of Breath of the Wild. I think I played, well, maybe ten hours of it. Mm-hmm. I played this uh, shit out of Which is not very far into a, that <laughs> no. game from what I understand. I don't know how many hours I played, but you know I fucking had your Switch. I basically commandeered your Switch for mm-hmm. weeks while I was playing that game. Yeah, and now you understand my whole <laughs> stay the fuck away from my stuff. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I'll be sure to tell you that next time you fucking want to play any games on my consoles downstairs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's fucked up. Oh, is it? <laughs> Um, I mean, I never technically gave them to you. I just kind of put them down there for them like down years. There? I see. So, so I don't have any consoles now? Legally, you have to ask permission to use them still. No. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I'll talk to my lawyer about that then. Yeah, you do that. Um, <laughs> so I have a few notes on this. I feel like the character creation was pretty simplified, and it's not. it wasn't as many options as they kind of made it out to be when they were doing the demos. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree with that. Yeah. And I feel like I didn't like most of the options they even had uh-huh. for, like, the hair yeah. or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I looked a handful of the options for the hair, but, like, all the faces almost looked exactly the same. Like, there were, like, four face options. Yeah. And all except for one were pretty similar. And I was like, okay. Um, I mean, yeah, it's cool you can make your skin color blue or whatever if you want to, I guess. Like, I have blue hair. The character has blue hair. That's fun, I guess. So this might be the Ubisoft Avatar game. Yeah, it might be. I didn't know. They're like, surprise, it's been out for years. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I I was... They do an update patch that changes the titles of the game on the screen. Yeah. So I was a little underwhelmed by that based on having watched the preview stuff for it, thinking it was going to be more robust in that section. I guess this is probably my opinions have changed a little bit throughout, but um, I don't haven't found a ton of weapons or armor throughout the game. Like, now I'm much further in the game. I'm about 50 or 46 plus hours, so my opinion of that has changed. I still don't feel like I found a lot, but I found a few more than I had at the time I wrote the, my notes, which was probably at about 20 hours. <laughs> um, I feel like it takes a... It's a it's like a diesel. It takes a long time to build up to the point where you can actually functionally play the game because you have to like upgrade a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to beat a lot of I think I'm in that position where I'm yeah. like I'm not quite at that level of enjoying the game right now because yeah. I I think I'm about like 12 hours in. Mm-hmm. I did one of the main I did the first main the world main area. area. Yeah. And I'm on to the second one. Yeah. I don't know, like, probably like the first third into it or whatever. Yeah. Um, just from what I played of Breath of the Wild, it does feel like this is just a carbon copy. Yeah. From Ubisoft. Especially the puzzles. Um, yes. That's... Yeah. You're literally like rolling balls in from one place to mm-hmm. another and, and it's... Graphically, it, it 
it, it it's looks, beautiful. It looks really good. Yeah. Just like Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Slightly different. Doesn't have that cell shaded look. Right. But, but it's, it's really very good. what you expect of current animated type. Yeah. Semi realistic. Yeah. Graphics. Yeah. I think my biggest problem with this game outside, like, I enjoy what we're doing to an extent. The puzzles, I think, are a little too much at yeah. times. It, not so much that they aren't good, they're just too long and repetitive. Yeah. yeah. And it's like they try to make you backtrack just to make it seem like you're doing more puzzly puzzles than you really are. Puzzly puzzles. <laughs> That's the way I can describe it. Yeah. And the irony of redundancy in these yeah. puzzles, right? Yeah. <laughs> But they're fun to an extent, and you do feel accomplished when you get them. But then yeah. some of them are just like, it's, it's not even fun. I'm just doing it because I have to do yeah, it. Yeah, you've been there whenever I'm like, well, I'm going to bed. Like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like, yeah. I don't care. I'm, yeah. like, mad. Um, and I think the biggest problem with this game is the controls are really fucking weird. Yeah, they're mad. I, I think that they tried to make something unique for what they're game is but mm-hmm. it just feels like I have to now retrain myself how to play your game versus just the controls you have on literally all of your other Ubisoft games. And that's how it was whenever I was playing Legend of Zelda uh, or Breath of the Wild. I couldn't go between the Switch and other games because the Switch is the same kind of idea where mm-hmm. the the buttons are backwards in my mind because I didn't learn on Switch. And that's just a Japanese control I know, thing. But, that's not. I know. Yeah. But regardless, it's the same idea where you you go between one game that has these controls and another every other game you fucking play almost has mm-hmm. <laughs> the opposite. So I agree, they're mapped insanely. They do give you the option to customize it, but like it's so many. There's so many things. And there's so much overlap that it seems like a daunting task to figure out. Like, this, the, the controls are mapped so weirdly that multiple news or, like, gaming websites have come out with, like, a, if you want to remap your controls, here's the best way we found to do it. Yes. Articles. <laughs> when I first started playing, I hated the controls. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, this is fucking stupid. And this is mm-hmm. before I even knew you could remap it. Yeah. And then you showed me that there, there was, like, a outline of remap it this way to be more traditional yeah. to most games yeah. and what people are used to. Yeah. I was like, oh, I gotta try that. Yeah. Forgot what the website was or whatever the <laughs> hell, so I never got to do it. Yeah. Um, and I just started playing it again, and I did get used to the controls to mm-hmm. an extent, but I still always feel like I will be in a situation where I forget to press is RB is to attack versus mm-hmm. the or traditional X or, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And... So every once in a while I fuck up and then yeah. I end up getting hurt or yeah. killed or something because I didn't do what I was trying to do. Yeah. I kill myself constantly in vaults because I press B too mm-hmm. many times and it's like B is sore, so like for, for flying, but it's also drop from a ledge. So mm-hmm. if I'm soaring and I, when I grab a ledge... It's like, if it looks like I haven't made it far enough, I want to soar again to make Mm. it further, but then I've actually grabbed the ledge and then I make myself drop. I'm like, fuck. Gotcha. It's so annoying. Yeah. It does feel like what bothers me too is, and I know this was a problem that people had with Odyssey, which is, it feels like, which I don't actually think was a problem with Odyssey, but I I see it in this game. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was a problem and I just didn't really experience it hands on, but... The leveling scaling mm-hmm. feels 
completely disproportionate to what you level up versus what the enemies are yes. with progression of the story. Yeah. It makes me feel like they want you to do a lot of exploration with side shit without going through the story directly. Yeah. But they don't really say that. There's yeah. really in, no indication that you should be doing that. Yeah. And I also think that they don't really give you a good indication of what is considered story, what is considered side stuff. Mm -hmm. They don't tell you the levels you should be as far as difficulty, abilities, whatever right. damage on your character, weapons yeah. and stuff. Like they don't really tell you what level you should be versus what you're playing until you get there. And then you find out, well, I'm going to get my ass kicked. Yeah. And I thought that was the most frustrating thing because mm -hmm. there was a dungeon I got through. All of the puzzles and shit... Relatively easy. Mm -hmm. It was redundant. Took a little while, but I, I got through it pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. First tries. When it came to the boss on that fucking dungeon, I was nowhere near the skill level I needed to be in order to fight that boss. And just right. instantly died off of like him rolling into me once. Yeah. And I just had no way of fucking killing him. Yeah. So I was forced to leave that dungeon, not even knowing if I was going to come back to that spot or have to redo the whole thing again. Luckily, it was that spot, but was, I am okay. still not strong enough to fight that thing. Yeah. And that's the story dungeon. Yeah. So, this is not even 10 hours in, I don't yeah. think. So, if I'm not strong enough just playing one of the early dungeons, then, like, that's a problem. Yeah, so I'm going to level with you and the listener. <laughs> um, I got pissed off at the at the battles almost immediately because I was like there's no fucking way I can do this I got so frustrated with the difficulty level because I tried to play on normal I think and I that's even, what I'm on and then I think I even tried to play easy after that like I was like well I can't do it anymore like I tried it a bunch of times I just kept dying kept mm -hmm. dying kept dying and I was like well fuck this it's not fun I'm changing to easy then I went to easy or whatever and then uh <laughs> I couldn't do that either and I was like what the actual fuck is going on so now I'm on, like, the easiest mode, and then there's, it's rare now, but early on, and when I was level 20, or when I was 20-something hours in, I was still getting pissed off and not being able to beat enemies. So, um, I feel like there's a weird period where you have to go around and find all the easy shit to do that's, like, side stuff. Which is frustrating, because they don't yeah. tell you what's the easy stuff. Yeah. You just find out when you get to it. Yeah. So many times that I go fight... Or go to some, like, a, a chest or yeah. a small little, whatever mm -hmm. those red cave things are you do. A, yeah, the, a rift or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I was nowhere near the level I needed to be to, like, mm -hmm. they just destroyed me instantly. Yeah. And I didn't know until I walked in and got my ass kicked. Yeah. Um, and so then I wasted all that time yeah. going to that fucking place. Yes. Uh, which is another problem because it, it's very. I get that it's very similar to Odyssey, mm -hmm. which is it, this is clearly based off the Odyssey engine, mm -hmm. whatever. As far as gameplay, right? Yeah, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I loved. Yes, but this game feels like it's completely different, even though it's the same concept. Yeah. Um, they don't tell you how to get your horse or anything. You just so you're just supposed to know to go mount a horse. Yeah. Uh, impregnate it, and then it yeah. has little horse. Yeah, babies little centaur babies that you just uh, <laughs> use to to migrate. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. But they don't tell you that, so I didn't even like. I was like waiting for the the spot where I meet some fucking random AI character. Yeah, NPC character who's yeah. gonna be like, oh, 
Well, we get you a horse yeah. so you can start your journey yeah. and make this world easier to travel. Yeah. I didn't have that. Yeah. So I just kept fucking running everywhere I had to go, how yeah. far distances, until yeah. you finally were like, oh, yeah, you just find a horse and then you just go fuck it. Go fuck it. Well, mount it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I only found it by accident when I was doing some mission that like to rescue whatever mm-hmm. uh, and I was like oh that's fucking cool I saw like a blue unicorn I was like what Is mm-hmm. that, am I supposed to do something with that and so I was like getting closer to it and then it had the little exclamation point like it was yeah. like no fuck you and eventually I was able to get it to let me but um I found a pegasus oh yeah a gray a gray pegasus pegasus was he on the clashing rocks location or I don't know, it was like the first island area yeah, yeah. It, it keeps running away so I assume I have to have some better secret stealth thing going on yeah there's a certain point where you unlock this uh mm-hmm. stealth thing where you go invisible i've just been doing that with every single mount i find gotcha. now because it's easier than waiting for them to calm down yeah <laughs> so what i'm what i feel though is even with the horse sometimes it's too far to travel for things and yeah i find myself getting to something just to be let down that i can't even do it and then i go okay what else is there that's nearby and yeah. I, it, it's more of a chore to find out what i can do versus yeah. Just going and exploring the world. So what I did is I went and I I did one mission for the first location, and then I was like, ah, your your story's kind of dumb. And so I moved on to the second location, mm-hmm. and then I was like, your story's kind of dumb too. And then I just kept going, and then I finally got to Athena, and I was like, okay, I'll do this one. And then yeah. I went back to the rest of them. Yeah, and the first <laughs> goddess that you encounter, like it does feel like most of that whole world is just chores it's um, just that's being a delivery where, person for the fucking game is and that it, the one where you said the boss the boss thing that you went to or whatever was like super fucking hard like the first thing you're supposed to do for the story yeah okay that happened to me that's why i moved on <laughs> well here's the thing was that that boss had nothing to do with the mission i had to do okay the mission i had to go do was a dungeon underneath the ground. Oh, right, right. Where that fucking boss was. Right. But again, the game is so bad at telling you what's going on mm-hmm. that I thought that was what I had to do because according to the map, that is smack in the center of yeah. where I have to be. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I have to kill this guy. I didn't have to kill this guy. Yeah. All I had to do was run away, drop down the, the cliff, yeah. and there was an opening right. to a, a, a puzzle yeah. dungeon thing to right. get the item I needed. Yeah. Um, and so... I get that they want you to be adventurous and learn Mm -hmm. by playing, which works for Assassin's Creed and other games that they do that with. But this one, it just does not work because of the the design of their their world. If If those bosses are too fucking strong roaming around the world, then they shouldn't be there yet. Yeah. Wait until I'm a certain level and then let them show up. There's no point to have them if I can't fucking fight them. They have that in The Witcher 3 where the bosses or the, like, creatures are there and they're way too powerful for you. But they show up immediately. As soon as you get anywhere near them, there's, like, a fucking skull. And it's like, no, don't go near them. Yeah, most games do that kind of thing. (laughs) They give you an indication of, like, (laughs) you're wasting your time. Yeah. This game doesn't do that. I will say, though, I did actually kill what I think is a very strong three-headed... I think it was a... What's the... Chimera. Chimera, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like a cliff area. Mm-hmm. And the only way I was able to kill it, which took me a very long time, was because mm-hmm. I used my bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. And I was able to basically hide on the cliff above it. Oh, really? And so every time it hopped up to shoot a fireball at me, mm-hmm. I was at a position where 
it wouldn't the cliff you. would block the shot from hitting me ever. Nice. And I was able to just pop in mm-hmm. uh, precision arrow, back oh. out, precision arrow, back yeah. out. And I just kept doing that over and over. It uh-huh. took me probably, like, I don't know, 15 minutes. Uh-huh. But I eventually chipped away at that motherfucker. Yeah. And I got like a boost because of that. Because yeah. he was a lot harder than, I shouldn't have been able to kill him. But right, I right. was able to because of that loophole yeah. I found. Yeah. That's cool. But not everywhere is going to have that. Yeah. So... There's um, an armor you get later in the at, at some point in the game. I don't know where I found it, but there's an armor that gives you uh, plus 170 something percent when you have full health. Uh huh. So I've had variants of that, but I, we're lower. I use that in combination with stealth, my like stealth invisibility thing, and mm-hmm. I'll just stealth everybody because there's also a perk that's uh, with your bird thing. Mm-hmm. That, so maybe that's the intention is yeah. that they want you to customize and mix and match your mm-hmm. armors and, and attacks and stuff yeah. to benefit from that. Yeah. But I don't have anything worth getting. I haven't even found any other variant weapons yet. All I have yeah. is my initial bow mm-hmm. and my initial sword. Okay, so... I don't have other weapons. My notes here are from when I was level 22 and I only had three different options for each weapon type. I was 22 hours in mm-hmm. at that point. And so I was like, are there more weapons in this game? Now yeah. I'm 46 hours and I want to say I have maybe six of each at most. Mm-hmm. It feels like they wanted to have a puzzle game. Mm-hmm. And then they just threw the Greek mythology skin on it. Yeah. Because Odyssey worked out really well. Yes. And it was easy to just translate that whole UI over. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, well, Breath of the Wild did really well. So let's Oops. make it that kind of a game as yeah. well. Yeah. And I feel like... The battling system is second to the actual game, which is just do a bunch of puzzles. Yeah. And I feel, um, so initially my feelings were that I liked the puzzles because, and I thought it was interesting because of the different challenges, they have like myth challenges Mm -hmm. in the different areas of the game. They require to use a, either like they're usually focused on a specific godly power that you're given or whatever, or that you upgrade. And so it really kind of encourages you or requires you to learn how to use all of your special abilities instead of focusing on one or two, uh, which I tend to do in a game. I find the ones I like and I focus on those. So this one really, this game really requires you, if you're a completionist, to really explore each one individually. So I was happy about that. I thought it was actually kind of cool, kind of forced me to do something that I'm not used to doing. Yeah. However, after 46 hours, my opinion is I'm pretty fucking tired of the puzzles. Like, they're, they're too repetitive, and there's certain dungeons where I get through a huge portion of something that's, like, really fucking hard, and then I'll die on the very last thing, and there's no, like, uh, respawn point, and now I have to do that whole fucking, like, four steps over again. I'm like, no, nah, fuck that. I'm done. I'm not. So I have a couple of, of dungeons, or whatever the fuck they are, uh, rifts or vaults, where they're either identified on my map now, so they have a name and the difficulty, and what I've gotten out of them, and because it's nothing. I don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, eh, yeah, and I'm not going to go back to that until later, maybe, if I do. Yeah. Um, and then, also, I I got uh, pretty fucking tired of the battles, like I said, so I'm, I, I don't have an issue anymore, because I, like, super fucking nuked, like, I made my character OP, as far as that goes, but. Yeah. I like the, um, the art style. I do feel like it's very yeah. fun and interesting what they did with some of the like Greek creatures and stuff like yeah. that. And I'm obviously a sucker for Greek mythology, so yes. I'm I'm into that aspect of this. Yeah. Um, the storytelling, mm-hmm. the way they're using Zeus and Prometheus to like basically tell the story, and you kind of get their banter and their narration throughout the story while you're playing. Yes, is fun. That is fun. You know, and I do like the writing and the, the jokes that they have. There's like one 
portion where it was like Zeus made a joke about speeding up the story because this is taking longer oh, than, yeah. than, uh, than the Odyssey. It was like something about my favorite poet and it hasn't, or my favorite poem hasn't even written yet or something like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have some really clever writing and stuff as far as the that aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. But I just think overall it, it the design is just very irritating. Yeah. <laughs> like even the they have all these currencies that you use to like upgrade your different things. And I always find myself not having enough of something. You know, I, I feel like I'm I'm battling enough just going to place to place, but mm-hmm. somehow I never have enough to upgrade things. It took me forever just to upgrade the first time. Yes. It it would like I said, I think that the the getting into the game is a slow burn as far as being able like the rate at which you accumulate riches or mm-hmm. whatever in any term any sense of the word is too slow for how fast you need to start doing things in the game. Exactly. That's what, like, that's what it, I have like four hundred and the progression is just not proportional. Yeah. At this point I have four hundred and something pomegranates and like three hundred whatever the mm. fuck blue things. Mushrooms. But- that's something that I felt was very hard to come by, um, was the pomegranates or whatever the fuck that you use for your health. Yes. I feel like I'll go a long time without seeing a fucking pomegranate yeah. and I, I'm I'm running on fumes hoping I just don't die and if yeah. I can be the perfect fucking fighter and get by killing a couple of these gorgons or the fuck they're called yeah. and, and the cyclops and yeah. and hope that I can kill them without yeah. ever getting touched yeah. and I can't. I just yeah. can't. No matter what I do, I many, should... many times that I get... Those two motherfuckers dead, and then the Cyclops, I get to, like, a quarter of his health, and then, oh, he just looks at me, and I get fucking killed. Yeah. You know? And I have to start over. And it's so fucking frustrating. Yeah. But then eventually I'll find a whole, like, fucking row of trees that have a shit ton of them. Yeah. But then I consume them within five minutes of even having them, where I don't even have them anymore for a while after. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I changed my settings where I, like, regenerate health or whatever the fuck, so, like, I... Have so many. I have. I have overcompensated with mm-hmm. my character at this point, or with my game. So. I my concern with lowering my difficulty mm-hmm. is that it's going to affect the achievements. I don't know if it does, mm-hmm. but I'm the kind of person who like. Well, I don't want to have to play the game five times. Right. I want to just try and get as many as I can. Yeah. In the first run, so yeah, I'll take longer with more difficult stuff just to make sure I get the stuff in the first right. run. But we'll have to look that up for you to make at sure. At this point, I might consider just dropping to to easier story depending mm-hmm. on what I yeah. can handle. I was furious whenever I changed it. After I changed it to easy and it was still too hard, and then I changed it to story and it was still too hard, I was like, Norm what was the fuck? unreasonably yeah. difficult. I don't... Like, yeah. Odyssey, I understand, was, was difficult, but, like, it wasn't as difficult no, as this game. No, it was not. And I, I played, played... I think I played Odyssey on the one higher than normal. So I played Odyssey on normal, which is good for me. Usually I like whatever below normal is is better for me cuz I don't I don't want to sit here and try the same fucking puzzle mm-hmm. 25 times. That's not fun. Like if I'm the idiot and I don't get it, fine, but like it needs to be fun. If it's a battle that you just can't win, that's not fun. Yeah. Well, the thing with the puzzles too is they'll have like a a spree of sections in in the dungeon where they're very fucking straightforward yeah. what I, what I have to do. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Pat on my back. I'm yeah. so smart. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. Where's my sticker? Yeah. Give me a fucking... Give me a cookie, you yeah. know? I'm so good. Look how smart I am. Yeah. But then, 
five steps in, then there's something that's less like, what the fuck? Yeah, you have to combine the principles from each of the ones that you just did, and you're like, what? How? (laughs) And I'm pretty confident there's been puzzles where I got through them not doing it the way that they wanted you to do it. I've definitely done that, yeah. And I don't know if that's the way the game is intended, or if I was just fucking lucky. But I was like, "There's, I don't think I did this the way I was supposed to. But I got through very easily. There's puzzles where you can do in the environment where mm-hmm. you're trying to get into some chest or something where it requires, like, weight on a p- pressure plate. And so sometimes I'll just go find a fucking rock mm-hmm. and I'll bring it back instead of looking for whatever the fuck the goddamn thing, wherever the stupid p- fucking metal block is. I'm like, ah, I can't find it. I'm just going to get a rock because I see one over there and I just do that. So. Yeah. So I don't even have half of, more than half of the abilities I need. Yeah. And I don't know if they are mandatory to, like, beat the game. Because it seems like they're really only mandatory as far as doing extra chess stuff. But Well, if you have to go through, if there's any vaults that are required, which some of them are, when you go in, if you don't have something, it'll tell you. You're mm-hmm. missing this godly power or whatever. Yeah. And so I think you probably are required, you're probably required to get all of the powers before you're in, before you're able to finish all of the vaults that are relevant to that, but whether yeah. those are all story or not, I'm not sure. Yeah. Some of them are, some of them aren't. So, all in all, I mean, I'm mostly enjoying it, but I can tell you that I'm getting a little bored of the puzzles, and I really hated it before I fucking nuked the game. Well, what's what sucks about this game is I when I'm enjoying it, I'm really enjoying it, yeah. and it feels like Odyssey. Mm-hmm. But then. There are sections where I'm like, this is just not fun. It's very, yeah. I agree. And whether it's the controls or the lack of the game really explaining what the fuck to do, it just feels like I would rather just skip yeah. <laughs> most of what I have to do. Yeah. And I find myself just being like, what else can I do rather than like, oh, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that like yeah. I did in Odyssey or, yeah. or other open world games. Yeah. And so... Yeah, in the end, I I know I haven't played as much as you, but I really hope it gets better. But it doesn't sound like it does. It just sounds like it's more of the same. I, I know you will get more items and you will get more, like, pickups. But I, I also, I need to confirm that that's not related to me changing my difficulty. Because there's, like, fucking pomegranates everywhere now. They're just, like, that's gotta be what baskets it is of them everywhere. Because so, I'm, I'm lucky if I find... Yeah. A tree with them. Yeah. And in, in big distances that I yeah. travel. Yeah, that's got to be difficulty related then. So, but um, I know that the weapons and things like that and armor, they you will find more of that. So, gotcha. Overall, I think I'm going to slice this one. I'm not, I mean, obviously I'm, I get really into it, but I sometimes I feel like if I don't, if I quit now, I'm not going to be able to finish whatever this thing is I'm trying to do right now because I won't yeah. remember how to do it later. Mm-hmm. So I get a little obsessed with it and then I get really fucking pissed off and I rage quit. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to even it out with a slice. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to just test it. I, As of right now, I, I feel like there's more negatives than there are positives for me playing it. Yeah. I'm going to continue it so I can, I, at the very least, I'm going to finish the story if mm-hmm. I can. Yeah. If that means I have to drop this to the story mode, mm-hmm. I will. Yeah. And just pat myself on the back that I didn't give up. Yes. Um, whatever. But I'm hoping that I can get to a point where I'm really into the game like I was with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. Because I fucking love that game so yeah. much. Yeah. And I 100% everything because I just couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. And when I heard that they were making this game because of that game... 
sold. Yeah, you're like, I'm in. hundred percent Greek mythology based. Yeah. Let's fucking do this. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited for this game, and now I'm just kind of like, I don't know if I even care that much. Yeah. Like I'm glad I'm I'm now I'm glad we didn't get the deluxe whatever yes. fucking version with the DLC and all that stuff because I honestly don't know if I'm going to care to go to that after. Yeah, it's fair. I'm glad we didn't. And then do this that. brings up: Do I need to even bother going back to Breath of the Wild if I am not enjoying this? How would you compare the two? I like Breath of the Wild more. Okay. Um. This feels like from what I've played of that, it does feel like it's Breath of the Wild diet. Yeah, but also, but also on steroids at times. Like, the battles, I feel like, were easier in Breath of the Wild. When I say diet, I just mean, like, the thought they put into the mechanics right. of, or, like, the upgrading or mm-hmm. the the item usage. Like, yeah. the, the, okay, you know, like, Breath of the Wild has all of those variety of dishes that you make. Yeah, you for can different, cook and all that stuff. Different mm-hmm. healings and all yeah, that stuff, right? Yeah. There's a lot, there's a whole aspect just in that part of the game. Right. This, it's like... Oh, do you want the blue goo or the yellow goo? Yeah. And it's, you just have to have five of this fucking fruit and yeah. you can make that goo. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Yes. There's no like, you gotta just throw up different. Yeah, there's no recipes or anything involved. Different items and see what it comes up with. It's just very straightforward. That's true. why I call it diet or That's light true. or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So. That's a good point. I think that you should still probably go back to Breath of the Wild because I really enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. I there were times where I got really frustrated, but not nearly as much as with this game. It was more well balanced. I'm kind of, I'm kind of intrigued by the uh 3D Mario 3D World though. Yeah. Cuz I got the uh the expansion for Bowser, mm-hmm. whatever. And there's a cat suit for Mario. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I don't know. I might want to get that. Yeah. We'll have to look into that then. It's not coming out till February, I don't think. But yeah. All right. All right. Well, I mean, I'm sorry I'm a, a downer on this game, but uh, I will continue it. Yeah. It just kind of like you said. There's points where I'm just like, I'm just gonna turn it off. I, yeah. I, I last night I think I almost turned it off without even saving. Yeah. And then I was like, oh wait, did I save? And then I was like, do I even care? Do I even care? Yeah. And I, I even had a moment of hesitation whether I even was wanted to put the effort in even to go save or if I yeah. even cared enough. I did, but yeah, the fact that I even hesitated on if I should put the effort in to even save. It says a lot. says a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I got to a part that was like a new area where there's like the cold, cold temperature and stuff. So I feel like the same. And then you helped me through the first puzzle, but then I was like, eh, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore right now. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to close it. And that's the aspect that draws me in is because yeah. I really like to do puzzle stuff. Mm-hmm. But some of these dungeons, I'm just like. Yeah, I can do this, but it's just it's not rewarding. the same stupid shit over and over. Yeah. Like, if all I'm doing is rolling balls and and standing on and boxes, mo- moving to, boxes to, to, to glide yeah. to other boxes, mm-hmm. like, if that's all this is going to be for yeah. another 80 hours, then... Yeah. You're not finding any clues. You're just finding, like, lightning. That's it. Or extra items if you get mm-hmm. the special chest or whatever. So, bummer. But, I mean, I'll keep playing it probably until I rage quit again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. It's been a real week. (laughs) Uh, Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at DTFPod or check out our website, DTFCast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. Definitely leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called these days, 
well, whatever podcast service you have, if it has the ability to leave reviews. Um, you can also send us an email directly at dtfpod at gmail.com if you have suggestions or feedback, and we would love to hear from you on any medium. That's it for episode 76 of Dissecting This Fiction. Bye bye <laughs>